0: good evening. Do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. We have taken control as to bring you this special show. We will return it to you as soon as you are grooving. Episode
1: 194 The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. Thirty minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so.
2: It's
3: 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10.
4: There in 10. Is this a five-minute
1: argument or a full half-hour? You have 30 minutes to move your, car. move your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube, your cube.
0: You are listening to A Half Hour Wasted.
5: Why do I get stuff doing Bill's job? I don't get paid enough for this.
6: It is Saturday morning, October the 23rd, I think, and it is Star Trek Fan Days. I am on the road, almost there. On the phone, on speaker, is Russell Latham. Russell, what's up, man? Hey. I'm just uh, fighting a little bit of rain, and uh, I'm about maybe 45 minutes or an
7: hour north of Austin, so i got about two hours more to go.
6: All right. I didn't realize you were that far ahead uh, already. That's cool. Um looking forward to uh seeing William Shatner today. I guess you know we'll, we'll we'll be in the cheap seats in the uh Q&A section. We won't be in the $75 seats, which is, you know, that that's okay, I guess. Yeah.
7: Did
6: what you ever... what about the What's that? And I wonder what the bleep he'll say. Oh, yeah, I don't know. That's funny. I, You know, I I hope he, like, if I, I want to get up to the mic and ask him a question and stuff, but I'm really, really hoping he does not say, hey, have you seen my new show? Because then I'd have to say, yeah, I have. Uh, does it get better? <laughs> I have
2: not actually watched it yet. So, um, I. I... I
6: hear it's doing, I guess, fairly well. I, I, I didn't see it in one of the shows on the bubble, so, so we'll see. Well, I watched the first episode, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'll try one more. And I tried one more, maybe two more, and I'm like, okay, those were a little better. You know, he's funny and stuff, but you can tell, I I think the problem is his son, the guy that plays Justin or whatever, it's, he's just, I don't know, there's something about him that... Says, hey, I'm an actor in a sitcom, and I'm standing in front of William Shatner, and I realize that I'm like the second character on the show, and it is affecting my acting. You know, it's one of those deals. Anyway, we're uh, Frank and uh, Frank and Bill are on the way out, and uh, June Bob's not going to make it this trip. Uh, yeah, I think he said he had some family oriented to do which is you know the only excuse that that you can get that he can give for not going to one of these so um i'm gonna have to make some lane changes here so i'm gonna stop recording and i will uh tune in don't hang up russ but i'll uh, i'll tune in with the uh listeners here in a little bit yes look what the cat drug in hey frankie finally made it i think i just actually got a text message from bill that said he was parking on the west side of the building and then he was going to finish his burger and saunter in okay so twirling his cane the whole way what his cane twirling his cane the whole way that's him you know i
4: just so we just must have missed each other because i just pulled in just just a moment ago cool um, have you heard from Russell yet from Legion of Dudes?
6: <clears throat> he's on the way. I got a email from him about half an hour ago. It said he was in Hillsboro, stopping for gas. Great. So he's on his way. I um, I do have a gift
4: pack for for um for Russell, the winner of um the Ocean Verse contest. Yeah. Um, his name is Richard.
6: He's going to be Chub here Toad, today. Toad, right? Yeah. He's here. He's here. I was tweeting. He will,
4: he will call us. He has his number. Uh, okay. Cool. Uh, he will call
6: me and then I will uh... his name's Richard? Yeah. I always forget his name. Um,
4: hey buddy, how are you? Have
6: you seen much people you used to yeah. work with? I used to. Back when I was uh, un-
4: unemployed, I was underemployed here at the Plano yes. Center, so a couple faces I recognize. And cool. I wish I could remember that guy's name. He always smiles. It's I always called You, you. Hey, That's you. his name is you And the thing I could never figure out is I don't Some know. Some of these what people don't belong around. here
6: actually. How do you mean? Like that person probably doesn't belong here. What boobies, McBoob, no. Boob? boob? <laughs> yeah. Um. So Bill, Bill's on his way. I mean, he's actually here. So. Okay, but I. You want to wait a, out here for him?
4: Yeah. Cause you got a. This is the only entrance.
6: I took a. A video, thirty-second video of, of a... Um, oh, back to uh, Richard. I was tweeting. I tweeted a picture of the line. I said, "Stupid line" or something. Yeah. And he sent me. He responded back and said, um, "That's why I'm sitting in my truck waiting for the line to go down." <laughs> but uh, we were afraid it was gonna rain on us. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but it didn't. But anyway, uh, I took a photo. I'm uh, sorry, a video, a 30-second video with my Evo of the uh, of this cool star uh, uh, Starship Enterprise uh, <laughs> modeled. It's blinking lights and everything. Oh, cool. I'm trying to upload it, but it, taking a while so. i've
4: yet to uh, i just walked into i
6: mean brad was i guess you went to get a soda and no i just had walked out to try to get a better data signal oh gotcha okay is it pretty bad in there it was normally pretty good no it's it's okay i just figured out here would be even better gotcha yeah you know, i got a phone call from my brother when i was in there you know it's funny my brother called me he goes what are you doing i said well actually i'm at the star trek fan days uh convention in plano and he goes nice or oh, cool there luck. he goes do you have your your pointed ears on I said, no, but as a matter of fact, I'm standing by a table that has a bunch of pointed ears on it. Hey, I'll send you a picture. Goodbye. And I hung up on him and I took a picture and I sent it to him.
4: <laughs> and did he? Uh, I haven't heard back from him. He's probably so <laughs> offended by the pointed ears. Yeah. Oh, for those who, who don't know or don't care or do care or wherever you fall in, that, um,
6: in sports, the Rangers are going to
2: the can World Series. Can you believe Series. that? That's that was a awesome. lot of fun,
6: man. That was awesome. And you, we, um, you just happened to run into Bill. Yeah, last we were all night, at the right? same bar last night. Me, him, and uh, the reeds. Well, I sent. I he sent a, a tweet with y'all's picture, <laughs> and I sent, sent back. and said, "Why wasn't I invited?" <laughs> he goes, "No, we just ran into Frank." Yeah, it was all just a big run in, same place. I was. It was, at, a,
4: it was a lot of fun, man. Yeah. Just, I mean, the whole place
6: erupted. Yeah, I'm sure it did. We were at. I was at Ashley's football game watching her dance. And I had the ESPN app on my phone updating me live. Uh-huh. Some people down the way had a little radio they were listening to. And then every once in a while they'd put, it, put the score on the scoreboard <laughs> in the field and the whole crowd would go nuts. So I didn't get to watch any of it, but I was able to follow it yeah. live and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty awesome. I can't, I can't believe they said 39 years the Rangers have been in existence and this is the first time. I don't know if I'm more excited about the Rangers being in the series or the fact that the Yankees aren't in the series (laughs) I'm more excited that the Rangers are
4: in I I mean Yankees have have done it so many times that's what
6: irritates me are those and I'm talking to you New York Yankees fans you idiot New York Yankees fans who feel like your team is entitled to be in the World Series simply because it's the New York Yankees screw you we beat you fair and square uh we actually did actually the one run that the Yankees got last night Uh they got on a a technicality because the umpire totally blew a call. Yeah. You know, he should have been out. And how sweet was it that Arod <laughs> that was, was struck out. You
4: should have heard the bar when he walked up and it was the last it was the last out all he had, you know, is the, get this guy didn't out. Didn't even swing okay. at the pitch. People were just yelling. You couldn't hear anything cuz people just love the irony of the whole thing.
6: Well, it turns out that Arod was Finally, worth the worth the uh, two hundred fifty million dollars we paid him to get us to the World Series.
4: It's a uh, it's 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 a. Uh... Oh look, the hat dude just came in.
6: Yeah, you gotta have hats to belong in that club. There's Superwoman. She's looking old. Yeah. Did I say that out loud? That's okay. They, they, uh, there are a bunch of ugly, ugly people here. I'm just... There are, but then there's 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 quite a bit, uh, quite a few handsome people here too as well.
2: Yeah.
6: So have you have you at least walked by William Shatner's table? No, he's, he's, he's hiding in a hole somewhere. They're lining up the uh, autograph line and eventually they're going to start following him through there. Russell says he thinks there is a uh, Q&A with with uh, William Shatner okay. later in the afternoon. So I figured that's going to be the only time I'll be able to get, you know, hang out with him and whatnot, you know, relatively speaking.
4: I wonder where. Um, let's see, who are the other big celebrities here? It's, it's Jonathan Frakes uh, wh- is
6: here. Jonathan Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd, that's the one. Brent I'm about. Kind of Brent Spiner. And somebody else is here that I didn't think they'd advertise. Michael Dorn is here.
2: Oh, really? He's signing
6: at the Hastings booth. You know how Hastings yeah. has started selling comics, right? Mm-hmm. There's a Hastings booth inside. Would and you he's I- sitting there looking a little worse for the wear, actually. <laughs> Made it been all that makeup he had to wear but um well he's
4: he's probably just been living large off the Star Trek residuals and doesn't even bother anymore yeah um but yeah you know I went to the Hastings up in Denton which is a town north of Dallas here yeah
6: i um, not terribly impressed no nah, it wasn't it wasn't as big and as grand as I hoped it would have been
4: I went there probably about oh maybe a month ago I yeah. mean definitely smaller than a comic book store but bigger than like a Borders um is uh, that a supposed comic to be? Is that supposed to be? That is what you call a gay
2: no.
4: Mel Gibson-ish grave card.
6: Not quite sure. I cobbled it together last night. Do you think we have any gay listeners that you would have just offended? Huh? I said, do you think we have any gay listeners that you just would have offended? Uh, I hope not, because I didn't. You I hope we don't have gay it. listeners. I hope we that's, don't have that is,
4: That's horrible, let me Frank. Tell you about. The gays. Let me tell
6: you about gay people. Um, no, I'll have you know that uh, no, I have
4: lots of gay friends that are gay.
6: I have a friend who tells me he's gay, but I don't believe him. Really? Yeah. I think he's lying. I don't know why he would lie about something like that. but. <laughs> but do you um, want him to prove it to you? No. and then, In fact, he did. Brad, he said let me. That. I'm going to show you. Hey, he you said, got a green girl. In fact, he did, he did say, Brad, do I have to you-know-what with <laughs> you to prove it? And I said, no, I'll take you at your word, but... No, I don't the think Orion so. The girl. That's, that's a pretty good costume, actually. It looks like she's or wearing... Or She-Hulk. She could be She-Hulk, too. Yeah. That is Jennifer Walters at a Star Trek convention. Jennifer who? Jennifer Walters. Who's She-Hulk. that? Oh, okay. That's She's Hulked out, but she's got her
4: Star Trek outfit on. You know, I have to tell you, just being outside, we're outside the entrance here. Uh, there
2: is
6: a real lack of enthusiasm. Well, that's because it's all inside.
2: Um, it's
6: relatively spread out. I'm gonna have to ask you about the bathrooms. Is there a new set of bathrooms that they built in there? Hmm.
4: There's some nicer ones. Yeah, in have the those middle. been
6: forever. They're forever.
4: Uh, Lisa, when I started, which was about a year and a half ago, maybe they had just finished. Because I don't, I
6: don't remember those, and they're very nice. Yeah. Oh, look, this is the guy. I have that uniform. Remember the guy that that uh, mm. that you interviewed about his Kirk costume, and he's here.
4: Oh, that guy, the yeah. um, very sarcastic angry uh angry guy oh and the guy I, from harry
6: potter the bad guy malfoy yeah he's here he's right inside taking pictures with people cool. they have pictures they have people situated like up against the wall mm-hmm. in the back like if you were look to look in the room they were back up around that so you way really so you can't see, see him. Him. Okay. you can't see them you can't see them at all unless you knock down the the cling on guard the door and you <laughs> peek your head in oh well uh, how so they make their money all right, let's, oh, Billy's enjoying that yeah, hamburger, isn't he? Yeah, let's, I'm going to stop, and then we'll go in and catch up with Bill later. Yeah, he'll find us.
2: All right.
0: Well, it's your little pal Bill here, and I am getting ready to walk into the Plano Convention Center for yet another Comic-Con. And uh got to admit, I'm uh, pretty nervous. Um, seems like things have been going really well lately. Maybe you guys heard, but the Rangers are going to the World Series. <sighs> Feels good. The rest of the day has been uh, going a little bit uh, less well. Apparently, I forgot to bring a cool bag to put my swag in, so I had to dig in my trunk for, you know, a plastic bag, which is bad enough. Now I wanted to get like a nice meaty Target bag or something. You all know what I mean. But no, I had a bunch of Tom Thumb and Walmart bags in the back of my car. It's like I'm not going to walk around in that. Luckily. I had just gone to Party City to hook up my wife with some silly string and some purple uh, hair paint. No, it's not regular day-to-day standard operating procedure around here or anything. Uh, it's it's going to be Halloween, okay? So, anyway, we got a pair of sprints. Here. Anyway, back on track. Sorry, I went to Richardson for a minute. Wrong convention. Then I came back. But luckily for me, that blue Party City bag is totally cool and definitely big enough to stuff some comic books in. So uh, so I win. Just like the Rangers won last night. Did you hear? They're going to the World Series. <sighs> yeah, it still feels good to say that. All right, well, time to uh, screw up my nerve and go inside. It's going to be high pressure in there. Uh, going to be a lot of important interviews I have to get to. i um, got to find uh, Brad and Russell and uh, Frank, I believe, and it'll be time to party. And then about mid-afternoon I have to go get Sage and bring him back so it will be double mega extra party. So signing off with first installment of Bill's blog about conventions pertaining to comic books in northeast metro Dallas area. Take one. So I'm walking past all these windows looking through into the uh, convention hallways. And there are a lot of people lined up, but um, man, it looks like half of them wearing Texas Rangers shirts. You know why? It's because Texas beat the Yankees, and they're going to the World Series.
3: Yep.
2: <sighs> oh, who Oh, hello, wifey.
0: What's up? Rock on? Yes cool. mm-hmm. What? Yeah. No, no, they're up on our porch show. Uh, they look like they're fine. Yay, do that. Sorry, I, I thought I uh, thought I sent you a text already, but apparently I didn't. so. Yeah, you can see. Anyway, uh, cool. Well, um, uh, I'm literally getting ready to walk in the door uh, to the convention right this second. So, all right. I'll talk to you soon, honey. All right, sorry to interrupt the show here. You guys need to know that I'm walking up on a guy who is selling a $3,500 Enterprise. And it is awesome. Okay, back to the show. Gorgeous. Just gorgeous. Thank you. Appreciate that. Wow. (laughs) Built a few of these when I was kids, but they didn't look like this. Yeah. So just, it's just—it's all a miracle of LEDs and LEDs, whatnot. passion, labor. Ah, nice. Yeah, love, love is the most important ingredient. That's yeah, for sure. you
8: know the, the 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 crew I got working for me love what they do. Holy, we cow. all. Do. Now these uh, is it, it's a Oh, okay, okay,
9: okay. Draco's here. Yes, he is.
0: I think 90% uh, of the girls, uh, the teenage girls that uh, are here at the convention, Tom, Tom. were right there in that corner. I had to go around them. Yeah. They weren't terribly concerned with anything else going on either.
8: Yeah, So, how long does it take you to put something like this together? It takes about 80 man hours. Wow. Our, okay. shop, our shop can do it. We can do it in a week with, okay. with the crew that's on there. Right. Yeah. Um, we uh, we do about eighteen a year. Okay. And do um, we're doing we're doing ten autographed ones for the show. And, oh, uh, cool! I was wondering. Uh,
0: it, I saw the the one of ten there.
8: Yeah, yeah. So we're getting we're getting we're getting t- uh, we've got ten, ten of ten Mr. Shatner's autographs to to go along with the with the, with the plaque that comes, oh, with. It's got, comes with it. Beautiful. It comes with a little easel as well that to, to sit on. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So it's all every you know other than the actual kit itself, which which is a kit. Okay. Everything else there is just, it's all made by hand. You know we, the the plaques. You know we we do the plaques in, in our in our shop. We do the display bases. We do the, the acrylic laser cutting. On the, uh, in the the etching on the on the, on the post, the uh, okay. it's all it's all Florida based, it's all it's all USA based uh, based labor. Yeah. yeah. Tell you what, we, we ship these things. We got, we got little stickers, a little yeah. flag on there, yeah. made in the USA. There's no better feeling. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no better feeling. Yeah, yeah that's... actually, I'm sorry. The better feeling is when we ship it overseas. Okay. yeah, <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> you get that export ratio
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, tweaked down. A yeah, we bit. Hey,
8: we're doing our best. Oh, that's fantastic. Wow. Yeah.
0: So, so, you say you guys are from Florida? We are. We're in Florida. Awesome.
8: Yeah. Make sure you get a Make sure you get a pamphlet oh there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah I'd... Yeah, sorry, those those sorry. are all shots of that's our model. Okay, but none of those none of those are our are, are Photoshop enhanced. That's what she looks like, you know, through the, through the lens. Interesting. Yeah. So, do you guys have
0: any connection to the? Roddenberry family Or the Paramount Pictures right there Or is this well, just A, a passionate no, project No we um,
8: uh, I've, I've worked at Industrial Light and Magic Okay I got to work on Some Star Wars movies Some Indiana Jones uh, I was I got to I was trained by The painters okay. who, who painted enter- The Enterprises I got all their stories About why they did this Why they did that Okay So the so the paints And, and pigments Are the same As what we used At ILM On, on Enterprise Okay And uh, we actually uh, We do a, a like, We do license build-ups uh, for for, for uh, paramount of the new enterprise of um, of we do Serenity uh for uh what we call it, quantum mechanics okay there's, there's the new enterprise that we're doing oh awesome yeah she's the same length as, 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 as this model. this model. okay there's a, there's a nice beauty shot of her but again the the same pigments used you know the 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 from the last movie, that Enterprise was all computer. There's no physical. Okay. Our our Enterprise that we do for them is the only physical model of that Enterprise. Wow. So screen
0: accurate. What? Are they taking that and digitizing it for their free
8: visions or anything? I've, I've, got or? A, I've got a I've got a, a little in the back of my head. I've got a small okay. hope because they have our they have our Enterprise yeah. there at, at Bad Robot. I, I got a little a What's that? Come on, yeah, go yeah. <laughs> I got a little, little wish In the back of my head That, that when they do The next Enterprise movie They're gonna That's okay They're gonna put Our Enterprise In a background shot I have, I have a small hope Nice you know, I've got to work On Star Wars I've got to work On Indiana Jones Star Trek would be, the, would be The hat trick Unbelievable so, But with our crew Being the only ones That are building The, the, the screen accurate Enterprise Okay That's an honor as well Wow So, <sighs> so. I mean, that's why they're $3,500. Because
6: it's, it's
8: American labor. It's, yes. it's skilled artists. It's, it's, it's the exact. This is, an all, for all intents and purposes, a filming miniature. Yes. You could take it to a blue screen with a cinematographer with mm-hmm. proper lighting, and it would look like the Enterprise on screen. Absolutely. Okay.
0: God yeah, I mean, screen you could tell just by looking at it. I, that is fantastic.
8: Yeah. But, it, but it's, it's fun because so we get to develop everything. And we get to you know, I so said we start with with a pile of parts. Okay. And then when we're done, you've got that, and you've got this, and you've got the auto right. And do
0: you go through clay
8: molds and stuff, or is it a lot of computer visualization, or we do just a little lot. of everything. It's, it's a lot of everything. Okay. It's a lot of it's a lot of scene seeing. It's a lot of laser cutting. It's a lot yes. of a lot of silicone casting. Uh, just a lot of some 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 parts of it is uh, is uh, photo-etched brass. Okay. Whatever it's it's whatever it takes to get to get the part to where it needs to be. Fantastic. Okay.
0: Yeah. I had no idea. Idea, you use so many disparate materials.
8: Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 The the, the paint takes the most amount of, most amount of time. Okay. So it's, all the all the masking has to be applied by hand. All, all the aztecing, it's all it's all yes. or cut. And um, it's it's all it's all multi layered to, to give it that 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 multi layer effect to it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we, we love what we do, and I, and I, it does show in our work. I think.
0: That's sweet. Yeah. So does it make noises? Does it go? <laughs>
8: Or anything it does, like that? It does not. We, don't, we don't do the sounds <laughs> on it. It, it,
0: it, it, it. I'm sorry, that it, was un, that, that did, was unfair. No, 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 That thing
8: is such a work of art,
0: and, and uh, I knew it wouldn't have the cheesy uh, eight-bit sounds. It actually
8: does have the sounds. Okay. <laughs> it, to me, it's got a toy it's got a toyish appeal to it. Okay. The, the, we're, we're also working on, on the on the Viper Mark II from, from the new from Galactica. Oh beautiful. And it's got the it's got the active greatest radar screen. It's only a half-inch across. Sorry. And we had went back and forth with the greatest sound. Okay. Should it? Should it not? It's 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 this it's this wah, Right. Wah, and af- after about a minute, you're like, turn that off. Okay. So so sounds aren't always the, the right. best thing if you can't turn them off. I, I've just so, I've got a three and a
0: half year old, so everything has everything, to you know has to, where's the button? You yeah. Know? So yeah. That's first question. You know, a simpleton like me comes up and asks, "Hey man, where's the button?" Exactly. It thing's beautiful, yeah. by the way. Well,
8: here, here are the, the button right here.
0: All right. Sorry to interrupt again. Get used to it. My interviewing skills are extremely poor. Um, what he is doing right now is pulling out a remote control, which will control the LEDs on the Enterprise. Um, it's really wicked cool. Yeah, you know, I think Bill Shatner himself would be proud. All right, back to the show.
5: Oh, cool. <laughs>
0: Oh, nice.
7: Yeah.
8: It's it's not necessary, but it's cool.
0: (laughs) That's exactly how it should be. Well, that way you can have the sucker mounted up, you know, closing in
8: on the bird of prey. Yeah. You you, you can have it on top of the case, or you can be sitting on the couch watching TV, and if the lights start to get annoying, you just turn them off.
0: Oh, heaven forbid that happens. Genius. Oh you my gosh. The
8: flashing lights kind of do get to you, so yeah. the ability to turn the flashing portion off is actually kind of nice. I mean, okay. Flashing lights are off.
0: Oh, there you go. It becomes a nightlight at that point. Yeah. Actually, we, awesome.
8: do, we do recommend that you don't use it as a nightlight. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's you know, it's, <laughs> it, it, it is generating a small amount of heat. Right. So. Yeah.
0: yeah. LEDs will give you. They'll give you a, a couple of degrees there. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. So you guys, the FX company, huh?
1: Yeah. Sure Fantastic. Are. Yep.
8: And based in Florida. Florida, all Florida. American made.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We
8: like it. Beautiful. <laughs> nice
0: talking
1: to you. Well, sir. cool, no doubt. Thank nice you. talking to you. Thank Appreciate
8: you. your time. And hey, look us up if you get a chance.
0: Where we're not going anywhere. I will do that. Yeah, Fantastic.
2: Mike Chuck. Mike Chuck.
4: Mike Chuck. Mike Chuck. Mike Chuck. Mike Chuck. Hey, excuse me. Green man. Hey, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing, I, I do a podcast for uh, for a show called Half Hour Wasted. How are you? Brad, can you get a picture of us, me interviewing Green Man? Tell me about what you're wearing, since it's radio. Tell me about what you're wearing.
5: Okay, it's it's a full Lycra suit, right? And uh, I had to buy it from this guy in Japan, because uh, the prices um, on the Always Sunny in Philadelphia site are just ridiculous. So I got this suit for like like half off of what I would have gotten it at the official site. So I got this suit, and then I decided to say, hey, why not Green Man crash Star Trek Expo? And I was like... Hey, excellent idea. So
4: here I am. Now I don't know who Green Man is. You mentioned uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Are they connected?
5: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, actually, uh, one of the actors he had a friend that invented Green Man in college. So he decided that he could use it on his, on his show. So. <laughs> okay. So so what's the deal with Green Man? Well, like he he, he he comes in when you need him most. He saves your life. He just he's just he's just a, he's just a real he's a really really nice guy. He's he's just really. So he's just a
4: really nice guy. And he wears all green.
5: Yeah, yeah. yeah he just sees this an all-around great guy.
4: Okay, that's that's just awesome. It's a great. It's totally green. You're wearing black shoes, and uh, <laughs> and just the only drawback to Green Man is that you can't chroma key him at all. You can't chroma key him at all. You can't. You can put a weather map on him, but you can't do anything else. Anyway, it's great. Uh, it's great. So what do you think of the show so far?
5: It's been great. And, and yeah, crowded. Yeah, it's definitely crowded. Have you gotten a lot of comments on your costume? Oh yeah, like there's like a bunch of people like taking pictures. I can hear hear cell phones the snapping, and and yeah, and I've been asked like, by like a couple people to take the pictures with them, and yeah, it's yeah. And how um how is it to see through? Uh, really green. That's all I can say. <laughs> okay, well be careful. Hope you don't have to pee soon, and uh, talk your to you hand later. In front of your face. Yeah, yeah, like it's. It's it's kind of like a green fog everywhere. Like, it's like re- really really thick fog. <laughs> well, cool, man. Well, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Okay, Where are you? Where are you?
4: okay. just waiting for the announcement to stop. And and uh, you have to remind me. I know he's in Harry Potter, but what what's his name?
10: His name's Tom Felton, and he plays Draco Malfoy.
4: Tom Felton. Okay. Are you guys having fun? Yes.
10: Yeah. A lot of fun. Just
4: Okay, so I'm here with uh, three, uh, three young ladies and her mom, and uh, you're all clutching photos, and you're all dressed kind of Harry Potter-ish. Now, in unison, who did you just meet?
10: Tom Felton. Tom, Tom Tom Belton.
4: And who is he?
10: Draco, Draco Malfoy, Malfoy <laughs> my husband.
4: <laughs> okay, we kind of go down the road. What's your name?
10: I'm Victoria. And you're? Katrina. And you are? Paige.
4: Paige. Okay. Guys, you're big fans, I take it, of the Harry Potter series. So what was it like meeting him? We'll start with you.
10: Um, It was amazing. He is so sweet. Like, I don't... So <laughs> starstruck.
4: <laughs> How about for you? How was it medium?
10: Right when I got out from taking this picture, I cried. It was amazing. I was so excited. And he was just really nice. And I can't really even, even explain. He was just so... Amazing.
4: Now, you said he was your future husband?
10: Yes. He, he even wrote on my <laughs> autograph, he said, To my beloved wife, Paige. <laughs> and, um,. But it was really cool meeting him because, like, I love him and he's a great actor. But like, with the limited time you had, I just kept rambling and like how much I love him and I'm a big fan. He's like, and then I got to hug him twice and he's really good at hugging.
4: (laughs) Okay, so the movie's coming out, I think, in November. That's right. Um, Are you guys going to go to midnight showing or anything
10: like that? Yes, Yes, we are.
4: And I take it, did you read the books when they came out? I did. How about you?
10: I've I've read most of them. I haven't really finished all of them and stuff yet to read them, but I know what happens. Okay.
4: (laughs) Okay. Well, it's always good to see fans, and that your mom came out here. What's your name, by the way? Linda. Linda, you're really you're really nice to do this for Linda, your kiddos.
10: The
2: books. <laughs> yeah, a
4: lot. <laughs> well, you guys, you have tons of fun. Thanks for talking to me. Okay. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, what? Uh, say his name again, real loud, Cheer it.
2: Tom Halden.
4: <laughs> Bye.
8: Russell! It's
6: Very the nice. Russell Latham Show! Hey! How's hey. it going, man? Good to see you. It's good. Well, yeah. we are hanging out inside. Look at what Russell brought me. Look at what Russell brought me. Wow! Spider-Man Spidey. Koozie. Spidey! Spider-Man Koozie. Please don't let me forget to pay you for that, okay?
7: No, you got my book, so it was good. tremendous. Oh,
6: that's right, that's right. I forgot, yeah. I, it took me 30 minutes to find it, but I found it. <laughs> I had forgotten where I put it. I bought a, a first print Death of Dracula issue... Russell wanted, okay. he couldn't find the first print
0: Oh, okay
6: It's in my bag right now, as a matter of fact um, Sweet So anyway, I, I went outside to get a good data connection and I met up with Frank so we talked, and then this this uh, cougar walked in, dressed as a, a in a light blue uh, yeoman's yes. yeah. and so we walked in, Frank was talking to her, and and uh, which Darth is that supposed to be? That's uh, Star Killer from uh,
7: Force Unleashed. It is? Yeah, after his... Uh, we'll that's at the very end. Of the second one or the first one? The first one. I don't remember him like that. That's a Darth? Yeah, that's where he gets all messed up. It, I, I don't think remember it, him like that. It depends which ending you pick, I think. His arms look a little flabby. What do you mean you pick?
6: A, to be a Sith. Well, you know, or... the game
7: has two endings. It does? Uh-huh.
6: Really? Yeah. Oh, I never came to a place where I realized i had an option
7: yeah it's the very very end i think it's whether you fight vader or you go help the other does it say choose one not really but they kind of lead you to make a choice i
6: was not aware of that really well now you've got something to look forward to did you
7: go help her did you feed i don't remember no i fought vader so i think i fought vader yeah so then you become the new apprentice and you get kind of messed up and so then you have that get up I don't remember
6: that. And the other one, you die. Oh, okay. Which is the official ending. Um, So, Frank and I were walking in. We talked to the lady in blue. We're trying to get a picture of her. We stood over here next to the place where you pay. We couldn't get a picture, so we hopped over there. Sooner or later, we finally got a picture of her, and we realized Frank got in without paying. (laughs) So, so he's back there, afraid to come out here, because if he has to show his sticker on his hand, he won't be able to get back in, so... The Mighty GA that's, that's such a Frank thing Like yeah. no one else But Frank could pull that off Well he didn't even try We just wandered in Trying to get a good picture And before we knew it We're inside the thing And I'm like Wait a minute You didn't need to get in here
0: So that's what we do We just kind of go Okay come on um, Alright okay. Alright I need you over here Real <laughs> quick Okay
7: Yeah We well, probably saw everybody else That had their thing on yeah. Just assume that They're yes. all a group They all must be yeah. Be good I hope that's it How was the trip up? A little longer than I thought Yeah I stopped at Water Burger. It took way too long. Oh, yeah. But, so I always eat my fries first and then I eat my burger. Yeah? Thank you. Good man. The fries get cold. Gotta eat the, the fries. The burger's first. all sealed up. It's fine. That's, so, wow. So I eat the fries. I'm done. So I go, okay, now it's time for my burger. I reach in there. There's another thing of fries in there. Awesome. Oh, no. That I didn't pay for. Yeah? But I was so full after eating my burger, I was like, I can't eat two fries. Just give them to the birds, huh? Yeah. You, did I mean, you eat the burger, though? I did eat
0: the burger. Good. Good to you. fantastic.
6: Malfoy, you know, the dude from Harry Potter? Yeah. He was here, but he was walking up and down the aisle just a minute ago yeah. with really? some girl. He's got nice. to British Girlfriends. Nice. He was... A uh, handsome couple. Look at Green Man. We interviewed Green Man.
0: No. I, what was up? Green Man's it's like There's packing. something there, but I can't
7: see it. Yeah, it's yeah. a little too... It's a little too... Uh,
6: yeah. Look, he's pulling his... his his pants legs down like they're too tight, like they're riding oh, yeah. up. He's oh, yeah. grabbing the sides and pulling them down. Like,
0: yeah, There's a little that doesn't belong up there. Yeah. How was that not? Gonna, I mean, you really need to be wearing a cup or something. There's a little you TMI know. going on. He's there. wearing he something. You need a cod piece. Okay. You can almost just, see what religion just wear, he is. Just wear. Yeah. A, that's what I'm saying. Just wear a cod piece or something. Yeah. You know. There's maybe weight. that's why Superman wears the red underwear. I never understood why the superhero wears their underwear on the outside, but maybe that's it. I don't know. Of course maybe if there were on the inside we wouldn't know this issue. So uh, get all the hell do I know?
6: I'm gonna go down the way and get a drink of water. I'm famished, so
2: Yeah.
6: We will uh we'll catch up with everybody later. Frank's inside.
0: Hiding. Hiding. Yeah. See that guy in the green in the right there?
6: That might actually I'm wondering if that's uh Toad from the boards. He lives around here. It looks yeah, like he did say he was like, gonna be here, didn't he? It nah. looks like him from what the picture I think I've seen on the board. I don't know. Yeah. He's got a fuller beard. He isn't. Yeah, well, I don't yeah.
2: know.
6: All right, well, we'll catch up later. There's one way to find out.
4: Oh. It's not that bad. Hey, I'm here with uh, Richard Trubtoe, uh, Toad. Chub... Co- what? what? Chub Toad. Chub Toad. How are you, Richard? Doing good, doing good. Good. Now, um... You're here, in, We're here in Dallas on the convention floor, and I'm about to give you your prize. You won the Oceanverse press kit. I bequeath to you Oceanverse in all its glory. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. And you have a VIP pass here. Yep. Yep. So have you met William Shatner yet? Yes,
11: I did. Yep. Oh. Yep. Earlier. How was it? Uh, pretty much shuffled us through like cattle as we uh, got our autographs, but yeah, it
4: was pretty cool. Did you, uh, Did you at least get to say anything or shake his hand or something like that? Oh, yeah. I got to shake his hand. It was pretty cool. Did he um? Did he say anything? Did he um? Uh, did, was there anything memorable about the moment? What made it memorable? Just meeting him. Really?
11: <laughs> I've met him before, but that was oh, really? yeah, yeah. I met him at a convention back in the nineties, so that wow, was pretty okay. cool. Yeah.
4: Well, that's awesome. You know, the, there's supposed to be a Q and A with him at three o'clock today. I think. Are you going to go to that? Oh yeah, I got front row ticket. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Do you need a ticket to get in? We don't know much no, about no,
11: it. No, there's general, but with the VIP, I get front row. So. Oh, Oh, you
4: are, yeah, and you put the bucks out for this, that's awesome. Yep, yep. Hey, now a couple of us, including um, Russell Latham from the Legion of Dudes, we're going to have dinner after the con, around 6 o'clock, we're going to go to Chewy's if you want to join us. Sure, sure. Just up the road, you know where that is? No, but I'm sure I can find it. Well, we'll we'll get you directions and stuff like that. Oh, and look here, we got
7: Russell Latham, Russell
2: Latham! How are you doing?
4: Russell from the Legion of Dudes, how are you?
7: His voice. And I was gonna
4: say <laughs> what's up. Hey, now mantra. How's the drive up, Russell? It's long.
8: <laughs> man,
4: I'm glad you I'm glad you could uh oh, I'm glad you could make good. it. No, it's good. It's good. God almighty. We'll treat you we'll treat you some good Mexican after oh, this, okay? That was, that cool. Amazing, cool. Okay. By the way, this is Richard. Richard, this is I'm Russell. To uh, Chub, Chub Toad, I'm oh, the bad with usernames. I just day. gave him his, his Oceanverse prize prize and pack, so nice uh stuff. so he's excited about that. In person. You just saved me postage too, so thank you very much. So and you met Bill and stuff like that. I guess they told you I got it in for free. Did yeah. they tell you that? Well, I well, didn't really yeah, get no in for free. Okay. Yeah. So did you pay? Did you go? Yeah. Okay. You know. okay. I'm gonna get caught sooner or later. I know I am. Hey. Anyway. Well, Okay. Go back in again. I think you'll be all right. I know. So I'm actually stuck here till say. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Okay, well, Okay. What's it for?
2: Yeah.
0: Hey, hey, that's cool sorry to interrupt hey so frankie boy thinks he's going to turn this little convention thing into a contest between him and me to see who can do the best interview with the people who make the plastic uh sci-fi doors uh, i think i got there first and uh, frankly i think i uh, beat little frankie about the uh, head and shoulders uh like a drum so uh you all find out that's assuming uh, Brad uh, edits Frank's interview into the show. So, uh, hey, hope he doesn't. Uh, hope I uh, win by default. But if not, please vote for me. Oh, by the way, this is the Fantasy Factory. They are uh, locally uh, based in the Dallas metro area, uh, in Plano, I believe. And uh, they actually do really cool work. So, uh, do go to Fantasy Factory and uh, check them out. All right, back to the show.
10: They're door skins. Yes. So they go over your existing door and frame. They mount with double-sided tape so you don't ruin your, okay. your door or your um, frame.
0: That's tremendous.
10: The only hard work is taking off your doorknob and putting it back on.
0: Okay. That's the only so this thing work. lays flat against the... Uh
10: Uh Uh-huh. side of it. And for your framing, it's actually embedded in the back. Okay. So um, it just covers your framing so you don't have to take anything off the walls.
0: That's fantastic. So it
10: makes it semi-permanent, easy to install, easy to take off.
0: So, I'm sorry, or, I mean... That one over there could clearly be a next-generation bay door or something like that. No, oh, it's a
10: holodeck door. Okay, a holodeck and door. And these are more like an airlock type door. Okay,
0: so these are these are semi-generic then. They're not. There's nothing like it. This isn't a Predator's door. This isn't like a Resident Evil door or anything. Right. Okay. I mean,
10: this was inspired off of um, Avatar, actually. Really? Door How so? Africa. The airlock door.
0: Oh, okay. The, the physical design of the door. Uh,
10: right. Gotcha. So it's kind of inspired. Um, we have a whole bunch of different sticker packages, mm-hmm. different paint schemes because we have this. Oh, one. okay. It's uh, this frame in blue yeah. and white, white door. Okay, good. And it good. has uh, so it's more like a NASA. Okay, aerosol.
0: see, that's so cool. you
10: can kind of change out the concepts and ideas. Yes. We also do blanks.
0: Yeah, because the red and the white one here has a biohazard sticker, and you're looking at the porthole to a uh, zombie. Resident
10: and, and Evil.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't want to go in that room. Uh, no. But, yeah, if you had a nice shot of you, you know the know, earth it's and it's very peaceful sure. and all that then exactly. i'd be much more, more yes i like it that's really cool so who are you guys
2: we're
10: fantasy factory fantasy factory we're a new company we've no been kidding. around for about a year are you we're here locally in plano no we're actually kidding just okay down the street how cool we we'll do go plano all of our artwork, all of our tooling, and all of our mold making wow. here. It's all local. Okay. We do everything in-house, and our themes are changing virtually every day.
0: Okay. Now, is it... Uh...
10: That's our concept door. Okay. So that's out of wood, actually. Oh, okay. Because it's just a concept. Yeah.
0: I mean, it, you know, the way these are made, you couldn't really, you know, have them slide open, I guess, in the middle.
10: Well, that's what that one's going to do. Although... But it's going to be made out of plastic.
0: Fantastic. That's cool.
10: And we have a bunch of different things. We have cartoon things. Mm-hmm. We have more, like, nature, like, um, twisty trees with monkeys. And-
0: Nice. And, so stuff for kids too. Down. That's awesome.
10: Princess stories. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Not everything's on our website yet because it's more conceptual art right
0: now. So. we'll, we'll Let's to go to that website.
10: No, it is not.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. it today. yeah. So hey, uh,
5: do you know the Rangers going to
0: World Series?
10: All right. All
2: right.
0: Do you know who the Rangers are?
10: Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch, I'm sorry.
0: It's okay. You're you're alright. I on. Right. Very very interesting. My uh, my wife uh, her plan for getting the Rangers through the playoffs this year was make sure she was in bed before the end of the games. Oh, so she didn't have to watch the them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm
0: gonna yeah, suggest this do. to her. Thank you. No problem. Just all talk check right.
2: often
10: for new designs. Well cool.
0: Go Fantasy Factory.
4: Yeah. Mike there we go, Mike check. testing winter. Right there we go. Oh, I got that one. Oh, but look, we're in the right area. I'm looking for 8, 10, and 11. There's no. 11. Oh, perfect. I can take that one. Thank you. do
6: appreciate your silver. Hey,
4: Texwag, can we talk to you for a sec? Take, we're talking to one of our listeners here, Texwag. What What's your civilian name? Tom. Tom, how are you, man? Great to see you here at the Con. It's a great day. <laughs> so, you, before we started recording, you were talking about, let me make sure we're recording. Yes, we are. Okay. <laughs> how many times have you heard that? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a, uh, a common, common thing common. to happen. happen. Um, what did you think of the, of the baseball game last
12: night? It was fabulous. When um, Vlad hit that shot, I about lost 100 pounds. <laughs>
4: It was uh, wasn't it nice that uh, A Rod was the last uh, was the last guy up?
12: No, absolutely. I mean, that was when we got him, we had so many hopes, and then it all went down into the dumps. You know, you never thought it would ever happen.
6: Well, he eventually
12: got us to the World Series. That's true.
4: So, what did you think of
12: the uh, uh, what do you think of the con so far? Uh, you know what? This uh, it's it's huge. <laughs> I've never been to any of the huge ones. I mean, but. Uh, this this is it's really nice it's nice to see all the uh, people coming out and cosplay and so forth
4: now let me ask you are you here to see someone specific like you're here to see william shatner or anything like
12: that no i'm just here with uh, my buddy and his kid um actually i would have brought my little girl along but she i think the klingons would have scared her oh how old is she uh three. Oh,
4: yeah that might have been a little too much for her but anyway well that's awesome man so what are you looking for shopping wise
12: Actually, I'm just here to, you know, soak it in and enjoy the experience.
4: That's kind of what I'm here to. Brad turned me on to some power trades. I'm looking. um, There's a couple I need to finish the run, but uh, other than that, I don't know if there's anything specific I'm looking for, Brad. Well,
6: I wanted to to say hi to William Shatner, and I can't afford yeah I can't afford a seventy five dollar ticket. So (laughs) if they have a Q and A, I'll go. You know, didn't they say they'd have one at three? I missed that announcement if they made that. It's a
12: three? No, I was on the website, and they said oh, okay. he was going to have a Q&A at three. Well,
6: he probably will. You know, I, I could have brought a poster board and held it up right here that said, Hi, William, because <laughs> he'll be sitting right there. <laughs> yeah.
4: So um, so if there is a QA and a we need to come up with the most generic questions for William Shatner. Like, um, do you know anything about martinizing? Or where do you grocery shop? Do you prefer
6: one percent milk or two percent milk? You know what nothing. detergent do you use? <laughs> what made you think that your new show was going to be funny? <laughs>
4: Oops. How big was that paycheck when they uh, offered it to you for the new show? Hey, uh, we we're probably going to do dinner after this tonight. We're probably going to go to Chewy's just up the road.
12: Uh, I. I appreciate it. I, I may actually join you up on that i 'm going to see how uh, how it goes for the rest of them. We got a five year old so he may tire out pretty quick on us. So. <laughs> Of course, I may jettison them and join y'all, but uh, there you go. Okay. I did want to meet up with y'all and say how much I appreciate y'all's show. About a year ago, I lost my job and uh, would just take care of my kid. I, I was listening to y'all's podcast all the time, and it was real fun.
4: Oh, thank you yeah, I actually much.
12: sent y'all an email, because my wife was giving me a hard time when the Star Trek movie came out. Uh-huh. I sent y'all an email saying, hey, listen, my wife's called me a Trekker, but I always considered myself a Star Wars fan. And, uh, I
4: remember we, this conversation.
12: Yeah. yeah, we we read that on there, didn't we? sided with her. Yeah. So, <laughs> Part of me hates you for that. Oh no,
4: <laughs> we lived we lived to drive
12: people crazy. So you <laughs> got to know that. But I just I wanted to stop y'all and thank y'all very much. Y'all have been real good and well. Let, I let me ask you entertain. this:
6: You know, since you've been listening, has the quality of the show gone down at all? And please be honest, because I feel like we're literally wasting everybody's time. Isn't that the name of the show? <laughs> well,
4: you know, what I got to know is: Does Bill drive you as crazy as he drives us when he talks about Dune?
12: he doesn't me but I'm a history
6: major I'm used to dry long ex- you know talk I just got a, a yes. multimedia message from Bill he's here Okay. oh he must be going nuts he's here somewhere let me see if I can call him real quick okay. hey um Con's <laughs> over at, what, 6? I think so, yeah. We'll probably stick around till then and then go to Chewy's, right? Sounds good, how, yeah. How far away is it?
4: Right around the corner, literally. Uh
6: it is? Uh, uh, yes, sir, I do. Uh, okay, so please come if you want to join us. Yeah. Okay, and once again, thank y'all very much. Man,
4: and thank you for listening. We really appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thank you very much.
9: Yes. Well, you've waited all this time, so we're going to make you wait. No, I'm just kidding. Uh... First of all, my name is Mark Walters. I am the event manager of Fan Days, and I just wanna thank you all for coming out here today. We are so very, very excited to have this gentleman with us. It's been a great pleasure. We've been trying to get him here for years. I believe his great dog is actually from here, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sure he's gonna tell you all about it. There's no point in me making an introduction here because this man needs no introduction. Ladies and gentlemen,
2: Mr. William (laughs) Shatner.
3: <laughs> Tornadoes. There's a joke here somewhere, there somewhere. I'm here and so is a tornado. We come in and sweep up and leave. As good as I can do. Um, so, I'm here. Um, and I, I'm going to get you to ask questions and see what interests you. Uh, and, uh, and maybe I can make it uh, interesting to all of us about there's a microphone right where. Oh, so do you have a lineup of people? Yeah, we'll ask All right, so you, you grab the mic if you want to switch it. Yeah, just just to to introduce some of the new things. I I have a new show on the air called. Uh, um. <laughs> so we'll it ears. It's called Bleep. Uh, we didn't know what to say. Uh, you know, I uh, I was asked uh, at, at a panel, a publicity panel, <laughs> what would I call the show? And I'd, I said, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a word. It's just a word. I mean, it's just a word. Uh, you, you, we say to our children, you know, make poo-poo in the toilet now. Come on. You know, give me, give make doo-doo. It's all euphemism. Why, why is poo-poo a uh, better word than sh-? You yeah. It's really funny what, what, we, what we do and people have made their, uh, their livelihood on the riffing on the comedic uh, parts of language and what, what the, the meanings we give language and what you can say, what you can't say. The euphemisms that we all know uh, mean the same thing, but anyway, I, I, so I thought the, we should have a bit where you say, make poo-poo in the toilet, make doo-doo. Have a sh** and, and and get rid of all the the, uh, the stuff about a word. In any case, they, it's now bleep, bleep. My dad says, and then it's written, and the first letter is a dollar sign. Uh, I don't understand that. So that, that's and and I'm having the a, a ball doing uh, this uh, half-hour situation comedy because. It's unlike anything else I've ever done. You know, uh, actors uh, stand in front of you, as we have uh, from time immemorial, from the Greek dramas, where there's a wall there, a wall there, and a wall back there, and then we call this the fourth wall. So there's no wall here uh, on this set. This is the fourth wall, and it's called a fourth wall so that you're there, I'm here, and I'm pretending to be something, and you know I'm pretending to be something, but you release your sense of reality, your disbelief, and you now believe I'm this character that I say I am, and there's this fourth wall that you, the pretension is, you're looking at me through this fourth wall, pretending that you're really not there, and I'm here pretending you're not there, being somebody else. So there's a whole sort of belief system going on uh, in doing a play. And we all uh, uh, accept it. It's the fourth wall. So here is this situation comedy. The audience is right there. There's three, 400 people watching us do this little play. Except we barely know the play because We've gotten it three or four days earlier, and, my goodness, where are all these people coming from? <laughs> I, I guess, did I start a little early? Or is it possible they're a little late? <laughs> so, we received these pages, some 40 pages, about three or four days earlier, and, and because my training for my lifetime has been pretending to be something that you're pretending to accept. I can't make any mistakes because if I go, uh, um, the reality is broken, and you say to your wife, or, you, or your wife says to you, "You forgot the words," and the reality is broken. Oh my gosh, the actor on this so the fourth wall suddenly breaks. There's no fourth wall. He's he's forgotten the words. So the nightmare for the actor is to break that pretension. And that's the actor's nightmare, which is being naked on stage and forgetting the words. That's the nightmare. Here I am, I'm of three or 400 people in this situation comedy. And I barely know the words for a number of reasons. One is, it's only been given to me three or four days before. I've learned it right away, as best I can. and. Two days ago, they came in with a different script. (laughs) They said, you know all that stuff you learned that we told you not to learn, but you learned it anyway? Here's the reason we told you not to learn, and they've rewritten the script. Sometimes completely, sometimes just enough to confuse you. So now, two days ago, I've just learned it. When I came in today, just before you got there to be the audience, they changed it again. Now I'm wondering, do I know the opening words? And we all, and we start making mistakes. All the cast makes mistakes, which the audience has learned to love. So every time you make a mistake, they laugh, they think it's funny. So what I did was, and I, and I, I don't know whether it's unique or not, because I've never heard, I, I, I have no experience in, in, in the area. I now go out and they introduce me. Hi, this is the three or 400 people that are watching the show, watching the making of the show. I say, we're gonna make mistakes, you're gonna be so happy to see me make a fool of myself once again, and you will laugh, but you will also teach us about the show. You'll tell us what's funny and what's not funny. So you, audience, are all part of this situation comedy. We're all in this together. And you're gonna make mistakes, you're gonna laugh at the wrong places, then I'll laugh at you. (laughs) And so we have this thing happens where it's not a play, there's no fourth wall, we're all in it together, and yet we're not because I'm performing. And right here where the cameras are, there are people walking around like it's a party or something. They're eating pizza, and it's like a minstrel. It's the darndest thing. It reminds me of what I I've read, what Shakespeare's plays were like when he wrote them in the Globe Theater. There were people selling things and, and prostitution going on. It was a wild, crazy thing. And and I, I haven't seen any prostitution, but I'm sure it's going on. It is, it is, oh the only prostitution I've seen have been agents. But anyway, I don't know what to call them. It is the darndest thing. It is like nothing else I've ever done. It's not a play. It's not a movie. It's not a sketch, it's, not, it's, it's something other, something else that's unique. And I'm having a ball, because the people who do it, who are writing it, are so funny. They are so good at what they do. It's rare that you find a group of people that are as talented and know what they're doing in any one thing. It's, it's rare. I mean, look at General Motors, I, you know, the whatever. Here's a company of four or five leaders of the uh, of this half-hour company. They're terrific, and they've hired a large group of writers, and uh, and these writers are excellent as well. They have great past reputations, and I just come from uh, filming the tenth show, and we have got a pickup, by the way. We're going to do a whole season, um, and when. When we debuted we were the top-rated news show and we're up there now. I think they're saying like it's a hit, it's a hit, which is like a magical thing for us because they're so rare. A hit means you're successful and uh, that's very rare in show business. So here is the possibility because it's not yet assured. I think you need to go into a second year, uh, be picked up for a second year that you know you're you're a hit, and so we won't know that for a while. But our ratings are good. The show is funny, and then this other other part of this is, they wrote a pilot. Then I played in the pilot, and you're guessing what's funny. You never know when, you're t- when you when you when you get a joke, and you say to your neighbors, "Hey, I've got a funny joke to tell you." You know, this guy went into the bar, and the guy and your neighbor doesn't laugh. The joke hasn't worked. You thought it was going to work. It didn't work. So I said, gee, I thought it was funny when I told my wife. That's what happens when you write a joke. You don't know. It's uh, it's amusing to you as you write it. But you don't know that it's... uh... As I was leaving for the airport, I thought, I was reading about this contest about about pumpkins, and large pumpkins, and the guy who won the pumpkin contest, uh, it was 1,500-pound pumpkin, and, and I was thinking, reading this, you know, saying, a 1,500-pound pumpkin, that's fantastic. What do you do with a 1,500-pound 1, pumpkin? Thank, thank, congratulations, Mr. Smith, you have won the prize at the Texas State Fair. You've won a 50, your pumpkin weighs 1,500, three pounds more than Mr. Jones. You have won the prize. Here's your blue ribbon for a 1,500-pound uh, pumpkin, and by the way, Mr. Mr. Smith, uh, would you mind taking it away? Because we got the horses coming in. What is he going to do with a 1,500-pound pumpkin? What do you do with a 1,500-pound pumpkin? Oh, Build a house. So, <laughs> so I twittered. I twittered on my thing saying, "I'm running a contest. What do you do with a 1,500-pound pumpkin?" My first suggestion is. Build a house, but don't die in it, I mean, scoop it out and live in it, but don't die in it, otherwise you have to notify the next of Pumpkin. Okay. So, that was my joke, and I'm, I'm looking for other jokes, okay? But you don't know whether that joke is going to be funny or not, until like, oh, hi, oh, yeah, Pumpkin, I got it, yeah, and, and that's funny. Uh, but a joke is not funny until they laugh at it, so we don't know what was going to be funny. So we wrote this pi- they wrote this pilot, and we played it, uh, and the audience accepted it. Par- but what are the jokes? Who's doing what to whom? So now by about the... Well, I'm working on the tenth show, and I think the fifth or sixth show is playing. We're discovering what you guys think is funny. We're discovering what the relationships are. And the show, I believe my dad says, is shaping, it's changing, and we're trying to make it so it pleases. Y'all, I'm I'm very adaptable. Anyway, so that's that's my my little uh, tirade about uh, believe my dad says. Um, In order to get here on time, I did two days' work on this other project in one day. And that is something that is so interesting and exciting to me. I, I, I want to tell you about it, and then you tell me whether it's interesting or exciting or not. To you. Okay, so, guy came to me. Cleopatra Records. He said, all right, singing, kind of singing. I said, I don't sing. He said, I know that. He <laughs> said, but we'd like you to make another record. And, and uh, we thought, you know, some science fiction songs would sell. I don't want to sell, I'm not the singer, I do science fiction songs, I don't want to do science fiction songs. And he said, well, here are the 20 songs, we thought, I thought, I'm not going to do it, and he puts the lyrics up on my desk, and says, all right, well, then, uh, goodbye. And he leaves. And I am sitting at my desk there, and I'm looking at these lyrics, you know, uh, Ground Control to Major Tom, you know, that one, and, uh, and these other songs. I look at them, and I'm not gonna do this. And then I see that in at least five, six, seven songs, this guy, Major Tom, comes into with the song. There's Ground Control to Major Tom, but there are other songs involving Major Tom. And then if you look at the Bowie record, I'm stepping out of the capsule now. Something very strange is that. And suddenly this thing about Major Tom, the story of Major Tom blasted off into into space. He gets out of his capsule and now he's dying. And in his dying, he has all these thoughts. There's even, I know you'll excuse me for saying this, Rocket Man. (laughs) Even... Even um, in Rocket Mind, my, tell, my tell my wife she, she, uh, I love her, she knows, there's a, a line there. Well, there's this theme of I'm leaving the capsule, tell my wife I love her. Uh, even uh, there's a song called um, She Blinded <coughs> Me with Science. You know the line? You know the song? She blinded me with science, he loves her so much. She blinded me with si- science, but uh, failed me in technology, is, is part of the lyric. i put together 20 songs. I'm calling it Seeking Major Tom. i laid down the tracks, this, yesterday, the day before. i laid down all the tracks, including Bohemian Rhapsody, one of the great <laughs> pieces of music so, right now, as we speak, a musician, a, a wonderful musician named Adam Hamilton, is scoring these 20 songs. And before long, I don't know exactly when, a record called Major Tom, Seeking Major Tom will emerge. And I've had the best time. I, I don't know whether that's going to be any good. You never know. I mean, I'm inadequate. I said I turned to Adam. I was doing doing black Sabbath. <laughs> well, what does he think? I, you know, uh, I said, I I can't do this. I, I'm inadequate. And he said, Yes. <laughs> 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 but we can fix it. Anyway, I'm up there on some cedar board. I'm flying the the uh, on a high wire and one of these days. Uh, seeking major time will be out there as, as a as a joyful uh, expression towards t- to you t- to you t- to you the audience to see if you like it. I, I I hope it'll be good. All right. So now what else? Oh, wow! I've got something so interesting to tell you. Uh, perhaps more interesting than what you've heard already. I think. Um, I had this thought that there have been six captains of the of, in, in Star Trek. and I thought, what is the common denominator of all the actors, the six actors who played the captain? So, I s- suggested, I'm a Canadian. I'm still a Canadian, although I know. <laughs> So I went to a Canadian uh, broadcaster. Uh, up there, and I said, I've got this idea, and they said, we like it, we'll we'll give you some money to to do it. So they gave me a very little amount of money, but I had to fly from uh, Los Angeles to Toronto to interview uh, Chris Plummer in Toronto, and gather some crew, because I had to have a, a number of Canadians to qualify for Canadian content. For the Canadian station that was broadcasting. Then I had to fly to England to interview Patrick Stewart. Then I had to fly to New York to uh, interview uh, uh, Kate McGrew. Then I had to get to Princeton to interview uh, 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 Avery Brooks. uh, And he wouldn't appreciate my having forgotten his name. And who else did we do it? Scott and Bac- then, uh, and then Los Angeles Bats, uh, s- s- Batscopula. I'm in good shape. <laughs> uh, Scott so, so, I mean, it was love flying. The, 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 uh, and I couldn't fly commercial because I can't prowl through those airports and have my sanity and do the, all that, in the limited time I had, I needed to fly the plane. <laughs> so, in the philosophy, of putting it out there, I mean it really doesn't work, does it? I, you can put anything you want out there. I'd like to be a millionaire, and it's out there. Meanwhile, you can't pay your bills. So, I mean, it's floating around. Yeah, I'd like to be a millionaire. So what? So whatever. I put. It, I sort of said, I, I need a private plane, I, I don't know the the the. I priced it out. It cost about a quarter of a min, uh, quarter of a of a two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, at a quarter of a million dollars. And budget was far less than that for everything. Nothing. So I, I, I couldn't go a private plane. In fact, you could barely fly commercial for what was in, in the budget and, and that wasn't gonna work. So I mean the whole thing and somebody suggested I call this great Canadian manufacturer of private planes, Bombardier, bombard, Bombardier. Uh, but in France, and, and in Quebec, where the place is located, it's Bombardier. So, why don't, why don't i put it out there. So I got the telephone number of the CEO of Bombardier. Well, <laughs> oh, that's the rotary dial. No, I don't. <laughs> Hello, uh, I got a stand. Mr. Jones there? Yeah? Who wants it? William Shatner. Who? Uh, this is William Shatner. This is I it. Yes? Uh, Mr. Jones Just a minute. Yes? Mr. Jones is William hey, Shatner. Oh, my God. Um, I'm calling because here's my project. It's called The Captains. He said, I love it. I said, I need an airplane. He said, What kind of an airplane do you need? I said, Well, a jet that will get me. free. Oh, right, you got it. When do you want it? The census incredible airplane now to Los Angeles. My wife and I get on it, fly to Toronto and pick everybody else up. Out comes Mr. Jones ahead of Bombardier, And we meet. It's dusk. And i film him. It. It's dusk. It's the sun setting. This is magnificent airplane. His airplane. And he says, you know, I became an aeronautical engineer because of you. And because of you as an aeronautical engineer, I became head of this multi-billion dollar, one of the great Canadian companies that exist, Bombardier. I am, because of Star Trek, what I am.
13: Yay! And that was the beginning
3: of this magical journey of sort of like, halfway around the world, to shoot the captains. I've got it all on film, we're beginning the editing process. In fact, you got know, like 30 hours of film. What do you deal with, how do you deal with 30 hours? So I had transcriptions made, and I started reading and trying to mark for the editor where I thought it would be interesting to whittle it down to five, 10 hours, where you can manage, you know, because it's supposed to be an hour and a half show. As I'm reading the transcriptions, they're like fascinating, it's like a novel. I like, wow, he said that, and she said this. So this fascinating documentary, on um, the captains of the, I enter- uh, uh, guess it wasn't just the Enterprise, uh, the captains of Star Trek will come out very soon, no, soon. And,
2: so then, and,
3: and he was blessed by who knows what, by putting it out there saying, I need a private plane. What kind of a plane? <laughs> All right, so that's the documentary. That's good enough for now, so why don't you, somebody grab a mic and ask me a question, and I'll just riff on the question and we'll have some fun together. I'll tell you some adventures and you tell me what you want to hear.
6: How are you doing, sir? My name's Brad. Uh, I want to thank you for coming out. Thanks. It's awesome that you're here. You, appreciate and you coming up, as well. You already asked, answered my question. I was going to ask you when your next album was coming out. Uh-huh. Big fan has been. Love that album. Thank we'll, you. Looking forward man. to making Tom. Uh, so I'll just say thank you for Denny Crane. He's one of my favorite, one of my favorite all time characters in TV period. Um, you know, I love Kirk. Everybody here loves Kirk. Until Denny Crane happened, every time I'd see you on TV, I'd go, there's Kirk. But you weren't Kirk on that show. You were Denny Crane. And that was amazing to me. And I really, really appreciate that. So, but, but you can't end up on a statement,
3: you got to ask a question.
2: <laughs>
6: yeah. How about them Rangers?
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I'm, a, I'm a football fan, and I, I, I know I follow baseball a lot. And uh, when Steinbrenner was alive, I thought, uh, you know, I cursed the Yankees. And, and uh, i was so delighted to hear that the Yankees that were beaten. But Steinbrenner is dead, so he can't appreciate the fact that he got beaten. And, uh, I know I'm in the country here, but I'm going to tell you. I, see, I'm from Los Angeles. My wife is from uh, Indianapolis. So I'm rooting for the Colts. For the Cowboys, man. The Cowboys. <laughs>
6: It's bad. It's bad. Remember what I said about thanking you for coming down? <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for being here. Thank you for being here. Well they avoided
3: the Terry Jones controversy, didn't they? Right? Okay, next question.
10: Well first I want to thank
3: you for Go Hockey, Go Down Stars. There
2: you
10: go.
3: Down's <laughs> great sports town. I'm here. Quite frequently uh, with my horses, uh, I'm uh, I'm a rainer. I, I ride raining horses, quarter horses, and I've gotten quite. Nice, Brad. That. In fact, I uh, for two years. Let's see. The first year I won a buckle for like top rider or something, but last year I won a saddle as being the top point earner rainer in the whole West, California, Oregon, and Washington. I'm the top. Amateur Rainer uh, and <laughs> Now I've got a saddle to prove it. And uh, now I, I do saddle breads in, uh, in uh, Lexington. And Dallas is a huge uh, area for... In fact, i come to the Dallas-Fort Worth auction. Uh, have in the past. I will, as uh, soon as I can, come back. There's a great auction in this area for quarter horses. Uh, for any green horse. So this is a great sports town, no question about it.
10: Well, my question is is I know you've done a lot of genres. You've done voiceover work, movies, TV dramas, uh, comedy. What is your favorite?
3: Just to be employed, actually. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got all these mouths, you know. Uh, it's, it's one thing, daughters and grandchildren, wives and. and uh, Miles, but then there's all these horses and dogs they eat more than any ex-wife ever did. Oh! <laughs> you gotta keep those horses going so uh employment is really a nice thing to have um, my favorite well you know it's like asking somebody uh if you have the ability to make you cry entertain you but make you feel sorry or 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 so empathetic with the person you're playing, that you're so identified, you feel deep emotions. And that's a great thing to be able to do. The other part of that is if I can make you laugh, wouldn't that be wonderful? If I can make you laugh and cry, sort of all in the same thing, that's the ideal. So, I try, Uh, did a lot of it with, uh, with, in Boston Legal, where I tried to be funny but real, so that the funny was so real that it touched you as well as made you laugh. Now, as this character called Ed Goodson in this half-hour show, it's more funny. But at the same time, there's a wellspring in these funny characters that I've tried to find, like loneliness, or desperation that's hidden with humor or in Ed Goodson's case of irascibility but it hides something and I'm urging the writers all the time to let us cover just a little bit of what it is he's irascible about. His loneliness maybe. I, I wear a wedding ring because I'm married and oh, uh, and oh, and uh, and, uh, and, uh uh, and I don't want to take the ring off, mostly because I don't want to lose it, but, you know, so th- they've asked me to take the ring off um, in the show, and I said, no, I don't want to hand it to a prop guy and maybe lose it, or, or rush out of the studio and forget it, and then I don't have it on. So they've been covering it with tape. You might, this is our secret. <laughs> if you look carefully, you'll see a slight discoloration on the ring finger, because it's, it's got the uh, flesh-colored tape on it to hide the ring. But I'm saying to them, Ed Goodson wears the ring, not just Shatner, for a reason. Actually, I did this with, uh, here's another little secret. I did this with Boston Legal as well. I didn't want to take the ring on. So he pretended that he was, he had a ring on for his last wife and never forgot her. And that's the kind of thing I want to, they're, they're about to write a story about why Ed Goodson is wearing a wedding ring and he's, not, he's no longer married. And that story may be the answer to being able to be sad and funny at the same time. How's that? Uh, um, I also want to thank you
10: because you in the original series
3: were the only thing that me and my father could agree upon that we both
10: liked to work in Republican, Democrat? <laughs> yeah. no, no, he was just a
7: real big uh, jock guy, and I was kind
10: of a nerdy, artsy girl. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, He's anyway. a
3: big, dirty jock guy? <laughs> yeah. What did he play? Um, Football.
10: He was captain the football team. Oh, uh, there
7: you
3: so, go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and it brought you to gift.
10: Yeah, that, that was the only thing that we sat down and watched. Together that we really you know kind of connect. Is he still with us? Yes, yes, yes.
3: And your question is?
10: Um, my question is what or who was your favorite villain slash enemy in the original series? Or, or
3: actually throughout your entire series. So uh, who is the or, villain? Or favorite villain or enemy or yeah. Um uh, uh, Letter. Leonard. Uh,
2: Leonard. <laughs> <laughs>
13: Leonard
3: so was a good villain, um, um, let's Chris, Chris, uh, Chris for, Chris, Chris Lloyd, Chris Lloyd played a great villain, and what, are, what was his name of the packs Ricardo Montalbán, that's what he used to tell me, my name is
9: Ricardo Montalbán, <laughs>
3: Okay, Rick, uh, what about uh, doing some push-ups? I can't put that push-up because my name is...
2: <laughs> he
3: had Peck's... He was Peck's bad boy, wasn't he? Uh,
2: probably he... Can't. Come. Come! And, uh,
3: and, uh,
9: <laughs> Chris, <laughs> Nah,
3: Chris, it sounds better, Chris doesn't do it. next question. Hi, Bill. My What's... name is Stompy. And... What is it?
12: Stompy. Stompy? Jimmy came alive with you. Oh, I
3: remember. Where I beat you in a
9: William Shatner trivia contest.
2: <laughs> oh, you're looking for you. <are>. <laughs> 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 and, and
9: I'm an expert in all things William Shatner.
3: Are you from, really? From, from the 20th century. Just tell me who I'm married <laughs> to. <I> just, uh, <laughs> I've got the
9: 20th century down, but the 21st century and the stuff you're doing in the future, I don't have a clue about. And neither do I. And uh, so thank you for updating us on what you're doing lately. Uh, One of the great movies that you did in the 90s was Free Enterprise. Uh And I understand from the director, Rob Burnett, that you're actually going to be making the sequel now? Well...
3: (laughs) In the great tradition of independent films, we are all set to do it. And as financing ran out. I mean... We're, like today is uh, Saturday, uh, Monday. We're going to start shooting Monday Bell. We got the wardrobe all men going to try the wardrobe and the call is 10 o'clock uh, Monday. We'll pick you up at 9.30 and I'll call you. And he never called. <laughs> the money, the guy who was supposed to, I think he was from Texas. <laughs> and, a, and a windstorm came along, blew his money away. The money just left. I'm bringing the money in. Uh, We need to run away, because the actors like to pay, you know, we gotta pay the cameraman. Yes, the money is coming in. And the money never came in. So, that thing was a disaster. And Rob, I haven't heard from him since. I'll call you, we'll pick you up at 9.30. (laughs) <laughs>
2: I've never heard from
11: him since. <laughs> well, we'll
3: get In fact, did somebody okay. <clears throat> but I point. Uh okay, it'll be a small car. You okay with the small car? Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, and we have the 30 miles, so we'll get, and we'll, we'll drive. What would you like for dinner? Lunch. Oh, a lunch, a burger would be fine. Okay, we'll have burgers, lunch, and drink. And uh, drink, you want your, a Coke, a coffee? I'll bring you your coffee when we pick you up. Okay, goodbye. And I'll see you at 9, 9 tomorrow morning, uh, Monday morning. silence. Never heard from him again. And the last thing you heard, he was making the movie. Maybe somebody else. I hope. It it, it it just disappeared. It was the wildest thing. I've never had to movie before.
2: Um, I've got a wonderful film, uh, script I've been working on for
3: years, but it's pretty much ready now, uh, called Shiva Club. And, uh, both funny and sad and same time and and I've uh, got it ready and we're looking uh, for investors through in Hollywood to movie and it is a process of uh you know people who have that kind of money to to risk on a film they're few and far between everybody's buying for them. So getting the money to make a film is like wildcatting for oil. It's just uh, come many a dry hole. Next question.
7: Hi, Mr. Shepard. Hi. Uh, I had a quick question about something you did pretty recently. Uh, you had a show called Aftermath. Yes, I'm in the middle of it. Yeah, uh, I think it's Bravo. Or
3: It's on uh, the Bio Channel.
7: Oh, yeah, that's right, the Bio Channel. Uh, well, recently you did an interview with uh, one Bernard Getz. Is that the wildest thing you've ever yeah, seen? Yeah, and I thought that was really interesting. I would want you to folks,
3: uh, pause a second. You folks should take a look at the biochannel. I'm doing two interview shows on the biochannel. One is Raw Nerve, Shackler's Raw Nerves. I've had so much fun interviewing people uh, on it. By the way, I just did uh, uh, Walter Koenig, uh, which is a, I'll tell you about that in a minute. But, uh, then there's this other show called Aftermath, a show I sold, uh, to A&E, uh, who owns by, by saying, we hear about all these, uh, events that take place in headlines, and we're caught up, kids murdered, a uh, big love affair, and for a couple of weeks it's there, and then it's gone, and it's replaced by another event. And, and then you've forgotten that first tragedy, or, or, whatever the event was, and it has gone. What's the, and my question was, what is the aftermath? Two, three years later, what's happened to those people? And they bought the concept, and the company I worked with, GRB, put together a team of first-rate journalists, and we began to research and uncover uh, half a dozen cases, one of them being Bernard Getz, who, 20 years ago, was called the Subway Vigilante in New York. Ended up shooting four guys who approached him for money in a subway. He shot, then he ran, then he changed his mind, he was caught. Then he was found not guilty. Um, New York was in the height of a crime spree where hundreds of people were being killed every year in New York, people were terrified, especially of the subway. He had killed the people in the subway as a vigilante. He was was found uh, not guilty. Several years later, one of the boy's mother, one of the boys who didn't die, was crippled. The mother sued and won the civil suit. Not unlike the OJ thing. Won the civil suit. He declared bankruptcy. I don't have the money to pay you. And he's lived ever since. So we found him and we brought him to Los Angeles and I interviewed him. And the most, Telling moment for me it was off camera. After we had done two, three hours of this interview and we were done, the producers came to me. We were shooting live cameras. Came to me and said, Were you afraid of him? And I said, Why? Did my face show? And he said, No, but you had this expression on your face that i would never seen before. And I said, I've never been that close to somebody that crazy. <laughs> I'm sitting beside a guy who, in the interview, says, I said, do you have any love in your life? He said, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've got lots of love. (laughs) I had a lot of love about 10 years ago, more than I have now. I said, well, who is she? He said, oh, it's not a she. It's my squirrel. I loved my squirrel ten years ago, I love this one now, but not as much as I love my other squirrel. <laughs> and and apparently, my face went... <laughs> Was that part of it? Did you did talk about a squirrel in the air?
7: Yeah, yeah, I remember that. You even showed him petting a squirrel on his... Office. Yeah, yeah, with scratches on his arms because it's yeah. squirreled. Then
3: he showed me how to fast draw from a waistband and get into a combat position and shoot four people. This is in the studio. He's showing me how to shoot four people with a fast draw. Re- a real gun? Well, no. We, 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 we didn't want to give him a real gun. I don't know why we didn't want to give him a real gun. I fought a tooth and nail, but we decided to give him my gun. Oh my gosh, that was something. He said, I'm a little out of practice. Man. No, I, I used to practice this day, three, four times a day. Did he have that in it? Three, four times a day. Oh, geez, I'm still too slow. Oh, there I go. Bang, 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 bang. Dan. Dan. her name. Um, the blonde lady who was a school teacher. Mary Jo? No, it's not Mary Jo. Mary Lou, Mary Kay, Laturno. Mary Kay Laturno. Mary, Mary Kay, do you remember Mary Kay Laturno? Yes. The, t- the school teacher who married her student, who was thirteen at the time. Yes. What's the name? Vilis Philal. It was a what? It was a bet. Oh, his was a bet. That's right. His was a bet that he could make out with the teacher, but the teacher fell in love with this guy. And, and what seems like a joke, or terrible, or turns out to be one of the great romantic stories, like like Juliet, Romeo and Juliet. She gave her life. She went to jail for the love of this young, this child, who in the seven years she was in jail, became uh, an adult. And, and they're still married, and they have kids, and I mean, it seems to be a working relationship, and she If she's got something wrong with her, it's, it's, it's romance. She wants romance. And so it's romantic. She gave seven and a half years of her life in jail because she didn't want to say to her children, she wanted to be able to contact her children and say, I love them. So she chose that rather than, it is the most incredible story on Aftermath. You have to, you have to watch it to believe it. I did, I think six of them. And that was the that was the season. That was last year. And they're going to renew again. I don't know for how many, but they said they were going to. But I had more fun. More. It was because you go in there, you don't know what you're going to find. I've done a little research. The the, the journalists had uh, researched it and fed me some information. But you don't know. Like in an interview, like
9: what we're talking about. I don't know what I'm
3: going to say. You don't know what I'm going to say. Um, it's a it's a riff. It's a jazz. It's a It's something that you're creating as you're going on. And that's what happens with these people. I did. Um, uh, Ruby Ridge. um, Ruby Ridge. um, Weaver, uh, uh, Randy Weaver. Randy Weaver. The Randy Weaver story. It was in the news, it was incredible. He sold a a sawed off shotgun, 16th of an inch less than the, the feds allow, and he was going to be arrested, and he, he, he was paranoid anyway, so he went up to his cabin and gathered his family, and 400 federal uh, agents gathered to take him in, and there's gunshots, and the, the, the federal agent is killed, the dog is killed, then the son is killed, then his wife is killed, and they're in the cabin, alone, surrounded for 11 days, the rotting body of the mother, 16-month-old child, the brother of the, of, uh, of the girl, Randy Weaver's daughter, and Randy, what a story it ensued. I mean, what we got during that event was, oh, these terrible people. Turns out, it was all like an accident. And nobody meant for any of this to happen, including the government. So it was just, it all tumbled one upon the other. The events are so fascinating. That it's uh, to me, it was like it's like some of the best stuff I've ever been connected with. That's it. What else you got? <laughs> uh, for out, I'm sorry. Uh, thanks Thank for coming out
4: tonight. Oh, okay. today. Uh, I'm a
0: big uh, fan of Henry Rollins, and I was curious. Uh, of what? Uh, Henry Rollins. Henry Rollins, Henry, I love him. Yeah, that, I've yeah. Seen many of his uh, spoken word shows. Yeah, yeah. He Talks about you guys. Today. Does he come out here?
3: Does has he tour here? Uh.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get like, nodding heads. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Other veterans who've played his band, But uh, <laughs> I was just curious if
3: you've ever seen his shows. Uh,
0: his shows? No, have And if ever something you've thought
4: about doing, maybe.
0: No, well, you record? know, it's
3: interesting. Uh, I, I I've never seen him perform, but since uh, and he was invited on this record that I did uh, to be part of this number that I wrote with Ben Folds. Well, actually, Ben, I wrote I wrote a a, a, a song called I Can't Get By a lot of stuff, and he came in and wrote some lines, and we started to do it together. I can't get by this, I can't get by. and the rhythm of the, of the words provided the syncopation. And then, and then, Ben Folds hired this great drummer, I've forgotten his name, but in Nashville. Like, the, the, like in Hollywood, there are a lot of actors who live in, in Los Angeles and wait to be called to be on their show, on a show. You know, going uh, come coming out uh, tomorrow and we've got this park, we'll send you an event. And so there's a pool of talent in Los Angeles that performs in movies and television and uh, other things, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, it is in Nashville. In Nashville, there's a school of musical talent that people make you and say, well, let's call so and Can you hear me? Are you are okay? You, uh, this thing is going Um So there's this pool of talent, and one of them, uh, and they're all they all know each other. So there's Ben Foles, this great musician, calls the, the drummer, and we start to record together. Now I've forgotten the words of the song, but I can't get behind. I can't do it. I can't do this. I can't. I I can't do. Yes, I can do this, I cannot. I can I can And the drummer. This is, and then somebody's got a little triangle ding, boom, ding, boom. and then there's the, I mean, it goes on. The layers of syncopation attached to the spoken word. Henry Roll screaming and I'm screaming at Henry. It was another, like, fascinating thing about how words and rhythm are all intertwined and what, how communication, what we must have done prior to all the, were things like, uh, like Facebook and, and Twitter, and television. What we must have done in our primitive ways to communicate. I mean, communication. Have you ever watched your dog communicate with another dog? I look at my dog and I go, continuing. Still locating. And years ago of my horses. Tell me I don't like to do this. I, when I'm riding a horse, I can feel the horse drink. No, I don't. Whoa, what's that over there? Hey, it, they're communicating all the time. What must we have done as primitives to syncopate and to listen to tom-toms and stuff Well, that's like what we got close to. And it was fascinating on that with Henry and I. Because that's what Henry did as a musician. Now, Henry Rolls, former rock and roll bad boy, is going out doing shows where he talks. I can't understand somebody going to a show, just talks.
2: <laughs>
10: thank <laughs> hey, you,
3: thank you. Welcome to Texas. Thank you. <laughs> My name is
10: Sarah Jane, very texas name.
3: Um, oh, well, what what's the last name? Sarah Jane Lambert, don't Even the way he says it's got a Texas <laughs> name
10: the character
1: negatively compared to no, a that. That's what you yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I actually have a question. I was
10: hoping that you could comment on something that I don't think anybody in this room will ever experience like you have. Um, I watched Star Trek with my dad. I just had a, I have a boy somebody info. else, that's wild. yeah um, seven-month-old baby, and she'll watch Star Trek with me. Goodness me! Some of my earliest phone conversations with my husband was about Star Trek, so it's just that baby and that then, was making noise, and now, and you're now I'm lying. talking to you, <laughs> yeah, and he's at work. So, <laughs> um, I wonder if you could comment on how it feels to have generations get to know you. Not just obviously with the Plain Story, the importance of your work is not lost on you. And as you see younger and younger children not only recognize your work, but embrace you personally, yeah. feeling as though they know you. Yeah. How does that feel? It
3: brings I mean. me to tears, actually. <laughs> uh, truly. Um, you know, from me, looking out, uh, I'm just going about doing the best I can. Uh, There's things I'm talking to you about, and only half a third of the stuff I'm doing, uh, I'm mentioning, uh, but what's happened to me is I, because I've been successful as an actor, as being able to get, you know, look in to see what Shacker's doing, and that carries some weight with the people of Hollywood. So they put, they asked me to be in things, uh, which gives me a celebrity, which gives me some power. And the power that I have, that I'm using, is to be creative, to make things up. To say, well, you know, this record or this this documentary, this another documentary I, I put together uh, on this album uh, uh, has been. I wrote an album. I wrote a, uh, an album called Has Been, and and uh, and we put music to it, and it was really very successful, really good. If you ever get a chance to play it, you'll you'll look into. Aspects of my heart, which I think will touch yours. Um, Where was I going with that? So I'm creating things that are meaningful to me, hoping that they will be meaningful to you, because I have the ability to do that. I was just trying to think of what else that I'm doing that is so so curious. I'm... um, I'm going to uh, be the uh, executive producer on an interesting game show. We're going to try and sell this game show, but the essence of the game show is that you will make a 15 second commercial with your little uh, uh, camera and you'll send it to this address that we would notify you by advertising. Of the thousands that we get, we'll pick select some, few, to qualify, to come to Hollywood, to make a 30-second commercial, which, and we'll give you, you know, you've got to make it for Coca-Cola, here's the man from Coca-Cola who says this is what it's got to contain, we'll give you a celebrity spokesman, all three of you will get the same celebrity spokesman, and you have to make it funny and do it. and you'll get certain rules and regulations. We'll film you making it, and that week, we'll play your commercial and get the audience in the studio, audience uh, on the telephone, and then panel, uh, panel of, of judges to judge your commercial. And the winner gets to make a commercial for that for that uh, company. How interesting, what a creative sort of, asking you to be creative and come in. So that's where I'm going, and that's where I'm connecting, I think, uh, I understand, remember now where I'm going, so that all of you, uh, well, you know, you weave your way along. and hope you come to a road that is...
2: <laughs>
3: I see the road now. Um, the sign is pointing towards connection with the audience. And whether they're six or sixty, uh, they can be creative. And you can still... And, and, and what's happening to me is that the older I get, the more creative I'm becoming. And although I can't think of uh, of his name, because I just so' can't think of his name, my brain is perfect. E- except for I can't think of his name. <laughs> well it's not uh, important. Because you can remind me, what's his
2: name?
3: <laughs> that wasn't the name I wanted. <laughs> what? No. But Christopher Lloyd! And I'm riding back to the airport with him. i got to remember his name, so when I leave. <laughs> no, just call me Christopher Lloyd. Say, bye Chris, and I'll know. I'll know you're really saying goodbye to me uh, to remind me of his name. <laughs> okay. okay. Hello. Um, uh, I guess like so many other women here tonight, um, you have also brought me very close to my father. We watch your show
10: all
7: the time. It's like this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, he's actually over
3: there. He doesn't want to get up. He's no,
10: don't
12: get up. But we, you um, when we watch the show, you know, he's always like, oh, he's so cool. He always gets all the ladies. And um,
3: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so what's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, I mean. I like we
2: were wondering, do you know the number of
3: yeah. And yeah, 712. <laughs> well, you. Right. Those were the good old days. Right? <laughs> well, thank you so much. You mean all the electric families? Oh, thanks, for <laughs> good afternoon. I'm
5: actually waiting my mother right there. So I wanted goodness. to say you are the best. My mother right there. Wow.
3: Oh, please. Can you get the microphone? Shut up. Yes. No, I just like to say that I've been waiting for 40 years. You've been waiting 40 years, yeah. are only captain? I'm the only captain. <laughs>
2: Yeah. A jury here, I I numerous <laughs> times. Uh
3: uh-huh. your, your question is Do I think it's right to what? Re-wrote history? rewrote history in the latest Star Trek? Well, that's an interesting question. <laughs> We've got the canon of Star Trek uh, promulgated by uh, Gene Roddenberry. Then along came, uh, what's his name, the producer of uh, Rick Berman. Thank you very much. He didn't answer right away. You? <laughs> You're losing it. You didn't care about Rick Berman. Uh, then on came Rick Berman, who had his ideas of what the history was. And then, of course, there were the movies that um, uh, Harv Bennett uh, fashioned. And then, what we've got to remember is that this is fiction. <laughs> this is an invention. So, J.J. Abrams took some liberties. In fact, I twitted, tweeted once, you know you're old when you're in a movie that goes back in time and you're still old. By the way, Leonard is uh, well. Uh, I haven't heard from him directly, but I hear he's, he's well and he's in New York. But I'm sure he can all use our prayers and thoughts. Um, so, JK Jay Avers took some liberties. Right. Uh, but he is looking to fashion something else, I think, in the, in the tradition of, uh, what was the other, uh, uh, that um, Cruz was in, but, uh, Tom Cruise was in, Mission, Mission Impossible, impossible. Uh, so that, uh, in the tradition of Mission Impossible, to give it action and uh, balance and do something else that's different. So, is it bad that he veered off from what we think was the, the true essence of, uh, the true the reality of Star Trek? Um, I don't think so. I'm, I'm, I hadn't thought about it until this instant. I think it's okay to take some liberties, minor liberties. I wrote a series of books on Star Trek. Uh, Captain Kirk has his own history. He has his own stuff going on. In fact, I wanted them to do it as a movie. Uh, and they thought about it for a while. Uh, but you know, Captain Kirk, I had Captain Kirk as a young guy, being in their to An adolescent bad guy. Uh, running uh, some drugs in the, in, the, in the universe, in the galaxy. And, and then he gets caught and put into jail. But then he's given the, the choice of going to jail or going to military school. And uh, he figures he'll go to jail because he can escape it, but then he ends up in the military. It's all that history, which nobody thought about before. But it exists in print. But now Chris tied is somebody else. So it is a little confusing uh, for the aficionados like us. We're just going to have to suffer through. <laughs> Suck it up, lady.
2: <laughs> Thank you, everybody. And applause for your music.
3: If you folks
9: would like to get a photo of Phil? there is a photo op going on at Bernie's photo-off. You'll we'll see him in the front hallway. We'll be doing that in just a few moments, and he will be signing again, so make sure to line up for that as well. Big thank you to William Shatner, ladies and
2: gentlemen.
4: Hey, excuse me, sir. Hi, my Hello. name is Frank. I do a radio show on the Internet called Half yes. Far Wasted. I saw your daughter. She asked a question yes. about it. <laughs> I was wondering if you had a moment just to kind of talk about your relationship, you and your daughter, with Star Trek?
13: Um, Yeah, I mean, that's uh, one thing that just uh, really kind of brings us together. It seems to cross generations very, very well. uh, Went out and bought the full three-season series, and, um, um, you know, there's so many things that I learned from Star Trek, so... um, you know, she's been watching, uh, we've, we've, I guess we've gotten through season one together, and, uh, you know, plus several of the feature films. Well, let me ask, how did you get started? I mean, um, she, she um, you know, she looks like she's in her mid-20s or so, so how, how did you guys get started watching? How did we get started watching? Um, you know, I think um, she probably asked me for Christmas several years ago what I wanted, and uh, I said, you know, the Star Trek, you know, uh uh, movie set, and so that you know she got that, and we you know watched several of those together, and then like I say later, I bought this uh, actual first uh, the original series.
4: Okay, well, good. So it's something you guys share together and stuff like that.
13: Yeah, and it's you know she's uh, she's since bought me all kinds of Star Trek's memorabilia from <laughs> you know which is really really great, and she she actually comes to all this, this is the first one I've been to, but uh, she and her boyfriend come to you know tons of these things, and they. Uh, dress up for all of them and they're really into it now so f- more so than i probably would have been <laughs> well
4: it was a it was a very sweet moment when she came back she, after she made her comment in fact here she comes hello after she came came back here and uh and after she made her comment set next to you, she gave you a big old hug. Oh, that was kinda of sweet. She did, she did. This is her. This
13: is Crystal Burke.
4: <laughs> Hi, Crystal, how are you?
13: Hello.
12: Hi.
4: My name's Frank. I do a radio show on the internet, uh, half hour wasted. And I was talking to your dad after you asked your question about it. You know, I saw you come up to your dad and just give him a big old hug. That was that was very sweet. And then I was asking your dad how he got in how you two started sharing. Uh, the series together, and he told me. Well, ask
13: her, and we'll see if this is the same. Yeah, story. <laughs>
4: yeah. So, how did you two start sharing the series together?
12: I just remember the DVDs came out as the trilogy pack, or the pack with all the seasons, and at first i hated it we had he made it was mandatory and I, I hated it so much and we had to watch them you know for an hour and then he'd watch make me watch two or three but he'd always pause it and explain the history behind each one because each one has a very very deep history with what was going on in the wor- in the world at the time and um, which you know i didn't understand any of it but as i got older and i started seeing history repeat itself i started you know really liking star trek and wanting to come back and wanting to watch it to learn more so i could learn you know what what went on and stuff and um, basically it just kind of started from there, and as, for Christmas and stuff, I'd you know get him Star Trek gag gifts, which actually have a lot of value apparently. And um, <laughs> over the years, it's just kind of I don't know. It's it's what we do um, when we haven't talked for a long time. We just
4: we get together on that. That's kind of cool. I do I do like the fact that. Um that while you were while you didn't start off as a Star Trek fan, you're now here in a dress oh, in a yeah. Star Trek dress. <laughs> my boyfriend
12: actually stole my ears. <laughs>
2: and now he's dressed up
12: too.
4: <laughs> well hey, I don't want to hold you guys up, just nice Thank talking you. to you. And enjoy the con. Bye guys. Yes. There were a couple things that he was struggling with, but just names. You know, I did come to a horrible realisation today. Um, is it recording? Yes. Okay. So last night, uh, so or earlier today, some guy a guy came up to me and goes, "Frank, what's up?" He goes, "Hey, are we are were talking?" The guy knows me. I cannot, I do not know this guy at all. But he drops a key name during our conversation, with Rachel. So I was like, "Okay, I only know one Rachel." So I call her up and I go, "How do I know this guy?" Just, "Frank, we hung out last night. All of us. <laughs> we you met you've met this guy ten times and his girlfriend." And so I think I have and I'm dead serious about this. I think I have face blindness. Or is such a thing where face blindness face blindness people actually suffer from this where a face cannot you just cannot make the connection between someone and you could have met them 10 20 well, 30 I'm, times. I may suffer from the same thing then. I think that's what I have because and I get what's weird I was sitting across yeah. from this guy last night. We were talking. I remember the conversation we were having. His face doesn't. It. It's do like anything. when you have
6: dreams about people and they, they have no face. It's like a. Just a. a just like green guy? A blank. Green, yeah. yeah. Like a blank skin
4: yeah. palette. So, anyway, so I was a little embarrassed by that. That's what
6: happens when you get old.
2: Yeah, hey, we ran into.
6: Senility. Senility, that's right. We ran into one of our listeners. Richard, right? It's yep. Richard. Yep. Chub Toad 01. Please explain that again. The Chub Toad. Chub
11: Toad. The Chub Toad is a Magic the Gathering card. Oh, It okay. came out in a set in the early 90s, and a friend, we were playing Magic one night, and as you can see, I'm a big guy, and he thought it would be funny. He pasted my picture on the card while we were playing and played it, ever since then I've been known as the Chub Toad. <laughs>
6: oh, that's not nice. You still right, so friends with that's him? Awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a name that's stuck. It's been my name 20 years almost. So we saw you sitting in the VIP section of the William Shatner.
4: And we did do La da. Oh look at yeah. Oh, there
6: goes la-dee-da. Richard. La-dee-da. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah, but who got the first question in? I believe that would be you. Who has two thumbs and a microphone and asked William Shatner the first question? I think it was you. This guy. <laughs> right here. That was pretty awesome. Oh yeah, he did good. I liked it. I'm glad he did it. He was uh. He, we got a cyclops over there behind me, and it's really kind of freaking me out. The man wearing glasses has oh, yeah. a patch over his eye. He's really kind of he, creeping me a, out. He's a plush pirate. Bill McGonagall's on his way back hey, that up. That sounded dirty. Richard, he went to get Sage. Oh, okay. Little boy. Which is well, Iron Man. Which yeah, yeah exactly. Iron sage. Which is
4: which is probably a good amount of time for him here because I think more than an hour
6: here at the con, he'd go a little crazy, a yeah. little sage. <laughs> yeah. Daddy. So that was that was really cool listening to William Shatner talk yeah it was I liked hearing him and he you know it it really seemed like he was enjoying you know talking and I always worry that you know people come here they're just gonna go do the Q&A so they can collect their 40 grand when they leave and then you know but it really actually he seemed interested in in talking and stuff he seemed kind of disappointed when the guy gave him the cut off sign yeah it was good to hear him say to hear him admit that his own show is getting funnier ten, ten episodes in. Because <laughs> the first three I've seen have kind of been, oh, okay, you better start doing something different. Oh, we're talking about Bleep My Dad So yes. I've liked
4: it so far.
6: I haven't, well, I haven't caught it, so
4: what's so what's your take? Let's do yours first. Richard. As far as the show, mm-hmm.
11: it's, I think you had mentioned it before, about it's <laughs> that same old chemistry of the script as this, and it's just that standard formula. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's kind of there, but his character, I his like character his character. Really I think that, you know, it's going to die if it only goes off his character. Mm-hmm. It's going to die off after one season. But if they can structure around that character better, okay. I think it could, because the character is funny. And and his <laughs> comedic timing is very good during the show. I think that, you know, and I followed that that Twitter feed long before it became right. a television show. Yeah. So I can I see William Shatner getting the spirit of that character in there, but uh, the rest of the show, the supporting cast, needs to step it up. The okay. Sun,
6: it, it, you know, it's a pretty cookie cutter sitcom. You know, um, and the Sun in it, I was telling Russell, the Sun is kind of like. Uh, no, I'm not like the main character on the show, and I'm playing against William Shatner. Okay, well, so, once again, a little more division, so I'm just a gonna year. read my lines. Shatner, you know, it's Beat one of those deals. But yeah. just a
8: little bit. Uh, well, it looks like right he got now, picked you up for,
6: for a couple more episodes. Yeah, I think yeah. it's, yeah. Right it's full season, season, full season, which is you know what, 20 and we're going seven
4: episodes. To, yeah. yeah. A little
9: bit early. So if you have tickets, What's, uh, William Shatner meet and greet. You think that they're is gonna hear us over this?
4: 4:45. I've been pausing.
9: Not five o'clock. 4:45. And that is in the meet-and-greet room. It is the first room when you come in. Once again, you must
4: have a meet-and-greet ticket to get in that they room. They have been making a lot of announcements, it seems.
2: So if so you
9: short. have a meet-and-greet ticket, that will start at 4.45. He is signing right now on stage. And we need the to thing get it I long, enjoyed about this compared to the room 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 one a the couple room months room ago, the B.O. You to you
11: oxygen ratio down, is <laughs> much better
4: <laughs> <laughs> in this
11: building time, than in that Richardson building.
4: I just saw a girl walk by with the sound to... Back to the Future. We also want to extend Hold a very on. special
9: thank you, Mr. Shatner, for making time to come to Fan Days. Let's give him a hand, ladies and gentlemen.
6: All right. So yes, the BO has been virtually non-existent. It may be because the air is circulating pretty well, uh, but they're gonna they're gonna move it to Irving next year, which will be. A much bigger place and you know in between Dallas and Fort Worth so a lot of more people can come that's closer to me so
4: yeah. good <laughs> was, uh, I just talked to a young lady who I thought had the soundtrack to Back to the Future it was actually the laser disc
6: to oh, Back to wow. the Future and she had Christopher oh, okay.
4: Christopher Lloyd's on
6: oh cool you know but I'd love to get amazing. in that room and just look at those people but even the line to get in is crazy I'll borrow this no that wouldn't be right can you just walk in mm-hmm. with it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe mm-hmm. I will. Maybe I'll just walk in and look around. And I'm waiting
11: for my froggy photo op to come back with Christopher Lloyd, and I'm going to go in and have him sign that. So. All right,
6: cool. Very cool. Did you find any more powers trades? Uh, no. In
4: fact, I, I just saw there were some trades right down here. Yeah, you know, the, the, the one Aren't thing
6: really? about this show. That's like, I, I was looking something. to see
11: if they had powers just oh, now. Okay. Oh, thank you. Yeah. But uh, I didn't. These aren't in alphabetical order like the other
6: guy. So.
4: But uh, you know there are there are a lot of good vendors here. But I wish there were more vendors here. Well, it's it's, uh,
6: it's there are fewer comic vendors here than than uh, you know the other shows. Which is you know it's fine. I didn't come here expecting to find a bunch of comics. But did you just pick something else up? I'm vacillating. They got. You're, you're vacillating. That's yeah. one of my favorite Stone Temple Violets song. Right? Mm-hmm. Pilots. I said violets. There's a. We found Waldo. Yeah. Hey, There's you're gonna um, you gonna be able to join us for dinner. Yeah, so, later? Sure. Yeah. Cool. Just I'm, gotta
11: find where this place is.
4: Yeah. Let me. In fact, I'll look up the address right now. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna actually.
11: Look it
6: up I'm gonna way pause way. this and uh, we'll get back to get recording text, later. I can
4: text it back to you. Okay. okay.
5: okay. I
0: got this. One.
6: I'm uh, go. Go. We just go. had a, a huge meal at Sato's uh, Cafe. It's very colorful in here. We were going to go to Chewy's, which I've actually never heard of until today, actually, which is kind of weird. It was the name that Chewy in, right? Yeah. Chewy's? But it was was an hour away.
4: Let's do a roll call. We we We
0: came to Posado's, which, by the way, we wouldn't want to have come to a place called Posado's. If the Rangers hadn't won the World Series, or won their way to the World Series that's last right. night, being the Yankees, <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be at
4: another game. We'd be yes, because We like, would be watching that game so much. Well, we'd be glorifying the name of Jorge Posada, who's the catcher,
0: longtime catcher for the Yankees. We wouldn't want to do that. So since we won last night, and now that the Rangers won oh, the World yeah. Series, we can go ahead and go to a restaurant in Posadas. So that's awesome. So,
4: <laughs> so roll call, Brad. Brad. Who do we got here? Richard. Richard.
9: Richard. Listen to Lister.
7: I think people
2: know who I am. Frank. <laughs>
6: Frank. Who else we got?
7: Paul we'll is Lister. We got Dennis Poo.
6: Dennis! We got Dennis' we got Dennis's son. What's your son's name? Alex. 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 We got Stephanie. Alex?
2: We got Russell. Yeah. And we got
6: some balls of salsa. And did you say Russell?
4: You
0: didn't. Yeah. No. You Russell, say his name, say
4: his
2: name again. Uh, Russell.
4: Okay, I just wanted to hear that. Russell. So, uh, so guys, what, are, what was the consensus of
7: the show? Eh, eh. William Shatner well, was right. good. William Shatner was fun. Talking to him was cool. Yeah, Shatner. If Shatner wasn't there; it would have been even more meh. <laughs> but I mean, it was—it wasn't bad. I mean, well, I, was, I was talking about how many. True celeb types were, in fact, there. Yeah, that I didn't see, a
0: lot, by the way.
6: But that were, well, apparently, there. That were hidden
12: away. <laughs> I got to see
6: Malfoy. If it's any consolation, so then, uh, I never uh, laid uh, eyes on anybody in that. Yeah, uh, the only one I saw was Draco like, Malfoy. And that was after he walked past me, and I saw him from behind. And somebody said, hey,
0: that's Draco Malfoy. And I said, all right, man. And that's the only one I
4: saw. I got a good interview with uh, yeah, this 97%. mom and her and three girls she brought to nice. get their autograph.
7: Well, totally they know. were all like,
4: <laughs> I'm gonna marry you! <laughs> it's a good interview. Like, mouse, yeah. I mean, they were just like all in this Kool Aid.
7: They were just like, that so beats what I've had. I, I talked had the to the ones uh, dressed up as like Harry Potter Yeah, there are a couple
4: yeah, of Harry Potter students there. there. Yeah. I talked to the dude that makes the
0: $3,500 enterprises and yeah, the lady that makes the fake, uh, the fake doors.
4: Oh, I did the fake doors, girl. Yeah, I did the fake doors, girl. Okay, too. So, don't tell my wife. So, <laughs> wait, we better label these interviews if we're going to give them to Brad so, so we don't double up on no, them.
0: No, I'm just giving Brad my raw footage, which is about. Four hours with the raw audio. It's unedited, it's completely unedited. So I, more
6: than likely won't listen. To let's make. Let's make the
0: next three shows. We can get all the way up to episode one ninety six, I think, if we <laughs> just take my raw audio, just cut kind
7: of it in three parts. <laughs> yeah, but yeah,
0: yeah, so yours cool. is like really raw.
7: I'm, like, a, I'm an idea man. <laughs> I'm just trying to help out.
6: Okay. I what? think after uh, episode two hundred airs, we need to. <laughs> we need to negotiate our contract. We need to right? revamp. The show, but sure, yeah. whatever. We need to retool the show, <laughs> come up with a new direction. Maybe that
4: half-hour thing well, wasn't such a bad
6: idea. I, yeah, I've been saying that for
0: years. You guys just won't listen to me.
4: You won't listen to us. We try to tell you.
0: No, I'm, I'm hey, I'm clearly the voice of reason on this show. If people You're haven't just the figured voice. By
6: now, I mean they've had 110 episodes to get used to me. <laughs> You actually know how many it's been since you got promoted, dude? I'm totally
0: bluffing, oh. but it was roughly, it's roughly—it's an educated guess, okay? Somewhere in the ballpark. I mean, it was somewhere around episode eighty or so. Yeah. I know I was there for episode ninety. That was the Dr. Pepper taste test. The Dr. Pepper taste test <laughs> challenge, <laughs> awesome, baby. That was episode ninety.
4: Because I know I was there for that. You'll so. have to listen to episode episode ninety. I that's yeah, was probably really the cool. highlight of half-hour wasted. That's the most, We've gone downhill. That's since the of, most so. <laughs> sublime
0: and, ha- and wasty half-hour wasted yeah, thing we right. ever did. It's totally been downhill since then. I know. That's okay. I mean, it is it is a free a pot in the past. It's not yeah. like yeah. charging people yeah. rent for it, right? Yeah, and that's we the truth. You are really getting your money. Maybe that's what we need to do because in a lot of in a areas of the country, in some cultures, um, you can attach more worth to something that costs more money. So maybe we can start charging big time to listen to the show, and then it will become like a status thing. Wow. $10. an episode. 30. No, dude, I'm thinking 30 $100,000 an episode. And the beauty of this <laughs> is.
2: <laughs> I don't know if I want to
4: pay for well, somebody to great, talk about Nintendo. Well, you're going right <laughs> to want that back, I guarantee
11: you.
0: <laughs> One episode to get purchased the entire year. Only one person. The entire year has listened to episode.
4: And we're
0: set. One show. Goodbye. <laughs> well, Phil,
4: I like your model plan. We'll have to work on this. I'm here for you. That's got to be a good show, though. It's gotta Twizzlers? Be no, thanks. Twizzlers, anybody? Are you want to close out, Twizzlers. right? This so is going to be a long episode. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we want to thank you guys for uh, being here, especially uh, you, Richard, and your Tom. Appreciate it. Des always good seeing you. Say hi to Dennis. Thank you,
2: Russell. Hey. Stephanie, say hi. Hey.
4: Hey, Russell. Nope. Hey. What should we listen to the Legion of Dudes? When?
7: When. All the time. 24 hours a day. Catch up. Re-listen to it every time it airs, which is normally every Thursday. <laughs> every Thursday. That's what I was Easy getting at. The boilerplate crap.
0: This is a party.
4: That's right. This
0: is a siesta.
4: Well, this a party's a siesta. P- this is ps. This siesta. Uh, oh, the garage sale. Pimp the garage sale. Pimp the
7: garage sale. No. Uh, Hhwlod dot oh. com slash garage sale.
4: Stop this now. <laughs> By
7: Four the way.
4: More drinks. We'll see you next week on A Half Hour Wasted. Wasted, 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 waste Go Rangers! waste. Waste Wasted, 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 Wasted. Wasted, Wasted,
2: Wasted,
0: Wasted,
1: Wasted. Hi, I'm Don Graven from San Antonio, also known as Dan Groven. And you've been listening to A Half Hour Wasted. That makes you socially enough. Visit the show's website at www hour wasted com to check out blogs, photos that are never updated and more. And don't forget forget to visit the new message board at wwwforum 4 geekscom Send your questions and comments to halfhour at gmail or leave us a voicemail at nine seven two seven nine eight three eight three zero. You can also drop us an individual email at Brad Frank, or Bill at halfhour com. Follow us on Twitter at at Half Hour Wasted, which is just Brad retweeting himself. Be sure to check out the Legion of Dudes podcast, comes out every Thursday on the same feed. And keep an eye out for Speak of the Devil, our devil centric podcast, and Walking Dead TV, our zombies on TV, not on Gary-centric podcast. Visit our sponsored DCDS service, and remember, till next week, he's Bill, he's Brad, and he's Frank, and they'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted.
11: Pickett.
1: Hey, you people are
2: dorks.